Purgatory, and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB in 1998. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season four, episode six, Great Expectations. <laughs> With an X, no. <laughs> A Charles Dickens, not thrilled that that's how you spelled this. Um, <laughs> uh, this was written by Nan Hagen, 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 who wrote episodes of Sliders and Farscape, Ooh. among oh, wow. others. She seems to have stopped working around 2010 according to IMDb, which is very unreliable. So take that <laughs> how you will. Um, <laughs> directed by Bruce Seth Green. No relation to Seth Green. Um, mm. And he directed episodes of Knight Rider, MacGyver, Baywatch, mm. Doogie Howser, Xena, oh. oh. and he directed some classic Buffy episodes. Um, wow. And many, many All more. All the hits. Yeah, he seems to have stopped working in 2001, perhaps retirement, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, he sounds pretty old, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this one aired on November 8th, 2000. Okay. Andy gets accepted to Harvard... Oh, sorry, the description from Wikipedia. Andy gets accepted to Harvard in advance... Of what? Not sure. Um, but <laughs> accomplishing... That must be the way they say it in the uh, colonies. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we already know yeah, it's the a, author it's is a not American. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but accomplishing what should be the biggest thing in her life doesn't exactly makes her happy. Um, <laughs> that one's a little off. She decides to explore different paths in her life by going to a rave. <laughs> <laughs> sorry (laughs) at the party ecstasy tablets that drew has given to jen find their way to andy who takes them in a bid to feel happy for one night the tablets react with her antidepressants a disastrous combination which almost leads to her death mitch and gail decide to keep their baby news that makes dawson very happy that's it that's the whole description pretty accurate it's like a andy centric episode so it's like we're going back to season two yeah we're kind of like a good one yeah okay aaron my history's mysteries (laughs) um are not much of a mystery this week because we we uh previewed them last week but um on november 7th 2000 republican candidate texas governor george w bush this says defeats and i'm gonna have a bone to pick with the word defeats. I don't think he defeated Democratic Vice President Al Gore in the closest closest election in history, but the final outcome is not known for over a month because of disputed disputed votes in Florida. Also, didn't they call it for Al Gore so, that night and they changed their mind? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you remember this, but I remember it because my mother is a political scientist. And so I was up until about two or three in the morning, West Coast time, uh and they had called it for al gore one or two of the networks had called it and then they uncalled it in the the night yeah um because i feel like i remember going to bed and it was like oh it's al gore and then they were like "Ooh, psych we don't know yeah yeah that's kind of how it happened (laughs) so when we went to school the next day it was like 
just a weird time. And Mm -hmm. I remember my government teacher being like, yeah, like, so we have a different lesson we're going to have today. Because <laughs> you went to a great school. college. <laughs> you went to a good school. I'm going to tell you, I, too, was taking American government this time because we are the same age. And yes, <laughs> and it was just me and this Republican kid who used to fight. Um, And that was what my American government class looked like, is he and I fighting about politics. Um, mm-hmm. I was right. He was wrong. I'm sure he's a fucking Nazi now Um, (laughs) because there were quite a few of those in my high school. Um, Okay. Also on, I'm going to have updates about this Bush v. Gore thing for a while. Um, So on also on November 7th though, 2000, one, Miss Hillary Clinton, Mrs. Hillary Clinton is elected to the United States Senate, becoming the first first First, lady of the United States to win public office. Mm -hmm. And again, on November 7th, 2000, just three weeks after his death, Mel Carnahan is posthumously elected to the U.S. Senate, defeating Republican incumbent John Ashcroft, motherfucker. (laughs) Then Governor Roger B. Wilson appoints his widow, Jean Carnahan, to fill the seat for him. So that, that was, was such a weird tradition that we had in America, where it's like if the senator died, they would like appoint the widow the or widow. If like some. Or yeah. Widower, like yeah. A, a widow. Yeah. The, yeah. There's so a great bizarre. episode of the West Wing about that. Just an FYI. Mm. Um, mm. November 8th, 2000, per Florida law, an automatic recount begins in the state due to the narrow margin of outcome. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you to our Florida listeners, um, I still am mad about this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I have been to Florida a number of times and there are parts of Florida that I like and Miami has some of the best food I've ever eaten. Um, however, I'm still a little bit mad <laughs> about those fucking hanging chats. Yeah. The politics, the state house in Florida, first of all, is like in what? Tallahassee. So, so like or mm, St. Peter's judging you. Yeah. 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 yeah but <laughs> um. Yeah, they do some wild shit. Like they're <laughs> they like do. the voters are like, yeah, let's um enfranchise uh formerly incarcerated people, and they're like, ooh, we're gonna make hella loopholes and make that real hard. Yeah, well, that's but, yeah. Though the will of the people has said otherwise, but hmm. to be fair to Florida, we in Los Angeles elected a district attorney that they're doing all sorts of fucking shitty ass mm-hmm. stuff to right now too. So like, <sighs> but also. You live in a state where dinosaurs roam freely, and that's hard for me to really understand. (laughs) It's a lot for me to take. We're going to get a lot of emails about this. Oh, my God. Please email me. I want to email me. I know. I know. And and look, like like I said, I I have had some great times in Florida. However... The fact that you just live in a state where like actual legitimate dinosaurs are like, it's wild, just in your fucking pool. I flew out of Orlando once and there were just alligators along the side of the runway. And I was like, are you absolutely fucking kidding? Or crocodiles, maybe? I don't know the difference. Yeah. I'm Mm. sorry. I don't know the difference either. I I think they're alligators, but in Florida is the only place where both of them live. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I the way the mouth opens is how you decide, uh-huh. but that's, I don't know which I didn't way see that. Which. I was just like, there's a dinosaur next to this yeah. airplane that I'm on, and I'm fucking unimpressed by that. I'm, I want to not be around. I, I, I no. <laughs> anyway, but please. Like, in all fairness, we have skunks. 
that's wild yeah i mean we have we have jaguar or pumas and stuff too so like you know i it's fine Anyway, Florida, please email me all of your pictures. <laughs> if you have pictures of alligators near or around your house or that you've seen just like randomly, please email them. I want to know. Um, <laughs> and or tag us on Twitter or Instagram. I'm here for it. Anyway, number one movie continues to be Charlie's Angels um, for the second week in a row. I'm so sorry to report that the number one song is now With Arms Wide Open by Cree. No. <laughs> oh, my God. So sorry. Oh my god, that's horrific. I know. But 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 wait, wait, wait. I have a good I have a good one. Yeah, yeah. The Hotshot debut, according uh-huh. to Billboard, the Billboard website, um, is Miss Jackson by Outcast. Which is a banger. Yeah, we're coming. We're circling back to the good yeah, music. Yeah. It's coming. So, it's, I promise you coming. the good music is coming. Creed <laughs> makes a short stop, a short pit stop at number one, and then is quickly ousted. Um, and it gets much better, so I'm, I apologize. Um, we lived through this year and and had to yeah. really like take one on yeah. the chin for that creed. <laughs> oh boy! All right, Aaron. So um, we're gonna open in the library. I know with Andy and Jen hanging out. It's amazing. It's <laughs> amazing. so cute. Amazing. Yeah. And Andy's like helping Jen with college application stuff. She's like, okay, like we're yeah, gonna and do you get this. The- vibe that it's not like andy being like aggressive like jen actually asked her for help you yeah. know like she consented to this you know yeah, totally and so jen's like andy's like jen like maybe we should just focus on schools in new york because like isn't that where you want to get back to and jen's yeah. like, so like hmm, i don't it? know about that <laughs> And Andy's okay, like, wait, yeah. I want to okay. say, because the actual line she says is, I spent the last three years trying to flush the Big Apple out of my system. And that <laughs> makes me think that Jen is not actually from New York, because no no self-respecting New Yorker would, would call it the Big Apple. Apple. <laughs> if you call it Frisco to me, I will actually I, No, I you. totally agree. Or Cali. <laughs> oh, my God. That Please. hurts my ears. It hurts me deeply. <laughs> so Andy's like Andy starts like pulling out this info about Jen's life in New York. Yeah, she's like, "Don't you want to like hang out at that the haunt and like do this and that?" And Jen's like, "Uh, what? <laughs> oh shit! Have you been like talking to Drew?" <laughs> right. I did and, look up the haunt, and uh-huh. I don't. I it's don't real? think it's a real place. Oh, okay, I, I, I like, can't that tell. Cannot be real. There's, There's like... a place in Ithaca, New York, called the Haunt. <laughs> That's an no that's not but it i couldn't find it if you lived in new york in the late 90s or know new york from the late 90s please tell us if that's if we're wrong but i don't think it's true sorry continue yeah and um jen's kind of like weirded out that drew is like kind of giving this narrative this backstory about yeah. jen to jen's friends and like I don't know. It's kind of weird because like, like Andy's like, yeah, we were talking about the, we were talking about this at the yacht club. So you would understand them hanging out for sure. But you kind of don't get where like Jen told Drew, like you're a fucking creep. All my friends know you're here and I don't, you know? (laughs) So after like that reveal, wouldn't Jen be like, yeah, that guy sucks. And like, I don't fuck with him. One would hope she would have said that to her friends. She but, obviously didn't because yeah. Andy's kind of acting like, yeah, like your old friend, you're totally cool with him, right? <laughs> your old you pal know? Drew. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Also, Jen calls him the dark prince of revisionist history, which I really I, I like, liked that description. 
That's awesome. Into it. Into yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then right then, like Jack kind of like runs into the library, like, oh my god, oh my god, Andy, there's an envelope. It was been home all day. Like I had to bring it to you. It's from Harvard. <laughs> Oh my god! And Andy starts freaking out, and it's so cute that Jack and Jen are there. It's like yeah. so cute, you it's know, great. because they're like super amped about it. They're all like participating in this moment for their friend Andy, right? You know? Right. And Andy like grabs the the envelope, and she's like, "I don't know, I don't know. Isn't this kind of the case when size matters?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's fucking right. Like, so I remember. Yeah like watching this and be like oh shit she didn't get in oh no yeah, you know? Yeah, know and jen our queen jen is like I, I like to think size only matters when you have a full view of the entire package which <laughs> girl props to you props i to love you. how like jen takes the slutty jen lines that they write for her and she just like nails it nails She's it like i am not gonna do this like you want <laughs> me to do it this like one way where it's like super yeah. like gross and slutty and she just drops it like a non sequitur like hilarious joke you know amazing yeah she's and, so talented <laughs> i know and jack nods approvingly at that he's like Jen's got a point. Uh huh. Uh huh. And like, just have I mentioned lately how much I love these people? Because I love them all. I know. <laughs> in this scene, I it's love. It's amazing. They're yeah. all just like hanging out authentically, and it's like yeah. so fun. It's and so they're great. not talking about Dawson and Joey. I know. Amazing. <laughs> um, and, Jen, and and then so Andy opens it, and she got in. She got yeah. in. Yeah. And it's so awesome. They're so stoked for her. Like, yeah. they're just like screaming and they like hug her and they're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Jack's like, my sister got into Harvard. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she is like freaked Whoa. out. She's like, holy shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I do I mean, just want to give a personal story. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. so I remember like you get my brother and I didn't do early action because no. I, I don't. Can you do that in state school at UCs? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so, but maybe. Anyways, so we get them all in March. And I remember we were like, my brother and I were like hanging out late one night and in like the office and my brother's on the computer and he's just like, oh shit. And I was like, what? And he's like, oh shit. And I was like, uh, and I like go over to the computer and he's like, I got in and I was like, what like where like what are you talking about and he's like i got into berkeley <laughs> and we're like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> because like my brother like ha didn't have like the grades that you would perceive as like mm, like berkeley the grades. ones you would get into berkeley you know like we still were good like quote good students so like it wasn't like below the minimum you know but it wasn't yeah. like what you're told by college advisors you know yeah um but it's still like will apply to it like whatever like and also that's like our vibe obviously and he like totally got in and we're like what the yeah. fuck and like yeah it was like the same thing where my brother's like freaked out i'm like hugging him like oh my god <laughs> this is so awesome so this is like so authentic yeah. it totally reminded me of that moment you know yeah totally I, I it's interesting i was kind of thinking about this and i was like yeah i mean i got into m many of the schools i applied to not all um, not Berkeley, <laughs> which um, for me, that was probably the best thing because I definitely would have gone. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but I was thinking and I was like, yeah, I definitely remember being like having those moments of like, holy shit. 
Yeah, I didn't have like a dream school. I'm just going to be real with everyone. Just tell you no. a personal secret, but um, I only applied to colleges at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> that was my criteria. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> I I got into Boston University, which was the one that I like. I had applied to because Howard Zinn taught there. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. And uh, but my my mom sat me down and was like. So we cannot afford this. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> good, good call. Good call. Um, but, uh, but yeah, definitely it's, it's a mood. It's a mood that, that uh, college acceptance time. Um, so I wanted to say, so we go to the credits after mm-hmm. Andy like looks freaked. Yeah. And then we're supposed to get this great musical cue, which is Hey Pretty by Poe. Right. Um, which is gonna come up in one second. So, cause we go to the record store and Dawson's yeah. like trying to maybe buy some good music for himself. It's weird. Like I was like, this is bizarre. Like this new Dawson who like hangs out at the record store. Like I can't tell if they like just no longer could f- film at certain locations so yeah, they're like yeah. let's do the record store yeah. because we've been here a few times now totally. and then also was like is he hoping to run into Gretchen like possibly but he does run into Gretchen who comes in and puts a more Chiba album in his hand and I want to admit so like when I was prepping the beginning of this uh-huh. um, like the you know my history is mysteries and yeah, stuff yeah. I like just put on a more Chiba like Spotify playlist bangs that's a fucking <laughs> <laughs> Those are fucking banging bars. <laughs> if you need, like, go. It's great. Anyway, and also Gretchen just, uh, once again, proving she has great taste in music. <laughs> yeah, like, she's, like, part of her vibe. And she's, yeah. like, chosen Dawson to be her, like, sage little mentee, you know? She's I mean, like, I'm going to make you cool. Like, just like I did with my little brother, Pacey. <laughs> He'd be nothing without me, you I know? know? And also Dawson, like, listen to her. Because if you come in to college and put on a more cheap album, like... I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a good, don't even that's, know what that is. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I believe so, you. But yeah, yeah. Gretchen, Gretchen describes it as Herbie Hancock meets Bismarcky with a little bit of Poe thrown in. Mm, hence the Poe. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and Dawson's like, haven't heard of any of those people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, Dawson. made me laugh. <laughs> And Gretchen's like, that's really disappointing. Um, and then some dude hands Gretchen this flyer. Giant and I was like, oh, flyer. remember flyering? It's giant. Giant. It's so flyer. big. It's like a poster. It's not really a flyer. It's, it's funny like, because this like dude like hands it to her and like looks at Dawson and keeps like, walking. Nope. I don't think you need one. Sorry. But yeah, I was like, do they still do flyer parties? I don't know. I, I guess you do like definitely for like some of the bigger like like quote unquote raves, yeah. Yeah. Not like this so. kind of rave that they no. go to. No. But like so, the more but- like legal ones. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And so this is for a rave in Cape Side and Gretchen goes on this like big rant about how great graves are and I'm like, "Okay, okay." And she's like, they're this declaration of independence. And Dawson is like having not one second of this. Dawson's like a no fun. He's like, have you met me? I'm no fun. I know. But also I'm kind of on his team where I'm like, is a rave a declaration of independence? I'm not sure about that. 
seems seems like you're going a step too far, Gretchen. I mean, I definitely think like her analysis of like like we just do things different in our generation, and we want to yeah. like you know do this. Although she's like a cusp, right? She's like a millennial, she's a super cuspy millennial. She's Gen X uh, she's like a Gen X. I mean, so are we technically, but she's like on the Gen X side of the cusp. Yeah. Whereas we're on the millennial side. 80, 81. So she's like right in that cusp. But yeah, totally. So like she's just like trying to explain like this kind of idea of like, look, there's a reality where just like music can change your life and you can kind of do whatever you want and you can like be inspired by like just like these new norms, you know? Totally. And And like these new subcultures, like every generation has its own subculture and like this is ours. Yeah, this is just one (laughs) element of our subculture. There's also, you know, people that paint their face and drink Fago. So like, I don't know, like whatever. This one's kind of a better one. I don't know why you're being so judgy, Dawson. But Dawson is (laughs) like true to form where he's just like a no fun. He's like, why would I do that? That sounds stupid. And Gretchen's like, because you've never done it before. So how do you know it's stupid, you know? <laughs> right. And then he tells her, I've never been two-stepping either, but that's not for me. And I'm like, excuse you, Dawson. That shit is fun <laughs> as hell. You definitely I should know. go two-stepping. Yeah, like, it's just like, it. Like this is <laughs> Dawson. Oh, where totally. he's like, I know who I am and nothing can change that about me. And like, it's authentic, obviously, but like that also is part of his journey that he's yeah. been on since last season of like, wait, am I a film guy? Like, who am I? <laughs> right, right, you know? Right. And so like, he's still like rigid and it's part like that is an element of like that he needs to work on of being mm-hmm. like, well, you actually don't know who you are. So like these like, sure, maybe you don't want to go to a rave, but like being so rigid about like knowing whether or not you like would like these things is bizarre. Also, you should go to one rave. I mean, as a millennial, you should just go to at least one. Obviously, I think that like I'm, I'm not like, a rave person. I, you know me. I'm not. That's yeah, like yeah, not yeah. my scene. But like go yeah. to one, go to two, like, you know, yeah, like, I just make sure it's like, not your thing. It's it is bizarre because millennials are the experience based, you right, know? So right. like, it is kind of authentic to be like, well, I don't know. Let me just see like what that's yeah, like. Like, I'm like, just going to see what sure. it is. Yeah. Maybe it's not for me, but like, right. it doesn't mean that that wouldn't be fun, you know? Well, like we talked the other week about Coachella, like, and, uh-huh. and that like, if you ever invited me to Coachella I'd, as just like a regular VIP mm-hmm. Coachella is a different story. Yeah, yeah. But like that, I would be like, thanks but no thanks but i I, like i want to make sure that i'm being clear that like that's because i've been to like many a music festival and know what's in store you know what i mean i mean i got fried to death at like when warped tour used to be at the end of fisher on one of the like old abandoned piers yeah in san francisco like i I, like i've been to those things don't worry (laughs) yeah i know what it's like i just like i've been to enough that i'm like I don't need to go to the desert and experience this. Yeah. If I'm going to go to the desert, like you're going to park me at a pool in Palm Springs and I'm going to be great or in Joshua Tree. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. So Dawson's like, I will go with you to stuff and maybe to a rave at some day, but like, can I just take a rain check on this one thing? Yeah. And she says to him, like, 
it's part of our friendship agreement that you break out of your comfort zone. And that's, yeah. And he replies like that. And she's like, all right, fine. Like I can agree to that. I'm not going to peer pressure you into going to a rave. Like that's definitely not my vibe, you know? And Um, then she's like, shall we go listen in a listening booth to this Morchiba album? And I'm like, oh my God, remember listening booths? Yeah. At a record store? Do they? They have have that. Well, Amoeba's closed now. They, they they did. did. I don't know what the new location will be like, but yeah, it's not a booth, but you can listen to everything. Oh, good. That's good. As long as it's open. It's, it's only for used stuff though, that they have those. Right. There was, uh, in my hometown, there was a blockbuster music, which was Mm -hmm. a real short lived chain. Yeah. But they used to have this like, like where you scan it, a listening bar. No, no, they, they would open them for you. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was like you would sit at this bar and listen. It's where the it's where Urban Outfitters is now. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, anyway, so so we cut then outside to do- downtown Cape Side where Pacey and Joey are walking around talking about how bored they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, Joey's like, we should do a Bonnie and Clyde. Like it solves all our problems. Bonnie yeah. And and in case you didn't know, this is going to be a very special episode <laughs> about what happens when kids in small towns get bored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a kid Spoiler. who was often bored in a small town, it's not super far off. <laughs> I don't know why they act like they, society, like it's only small towns. Like it's right. not like people in LA are like, man, there's so much shit to do when I'm 16. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> even now it's like oh man there's so much shit to do when i'm 37 and bars are closed yeah and movie theaters and like there's (laughs) cool so you mean there's nothing to do really when you like kind of categorize you know catalog it yeah i mean right now it's like a big day if i like step outside at all so (laughs) completely (laughs) agree that's where we're at So yeah, (laughs) Casey and Joey are just like cute and they're bantering. And yeah, she's like, let's be Bonnie and Clyde. And he's like, oh, you want to rob some shit? And like, she's like, it'll solve all our problems. (laughs) We won't be bored and we'll have money, you know? And Pacey's like, has this whole pontification about like, yeah, I'll get a nice car and you can wear a great, or you can have a camera and I'll wear a fedora. This was pre-fedoras being douchey. Um, (laughs) And like... And like, you know, they're just kind of like bantering and like just chatting. Just hanging out. Yeah. And they walk past the record store and Joey only sees Mm -hmm. Dawson and Gretchen in the listening booth. Yeah. And Pacey's like, (laughs) Pacey says, he says, you want to burn some time spinning some discs, which I have to say is something a 40 year old would write for a 17 year old to say, because that is not what anyone said. (laughs) in 2000 <laughs> absolutely fucking not <laughs> no one said spinning some discs nobody no. said that ever no that's no. wild yeah and she's stunned by that comment it shakes her out of her fog of seeing <laughs> dawson and gretchen, and gretchen listening like, to that album she's like oh no no i definitely no. don't want to go in there and so we're like what are we supposed to think about that that she's that- jealous I I can't tell if it's supposed to be like she's jealous or she's like worried about what Pacey's going to think or do like that. She's kind of like, meh, I don't need to really point that out to him right, right. now. Like I, I'm I, on the fence about it. Well, I felt like maybe it was like a nostalgia, like, oh, in a different time, that would be me. And like, while I'm happy where I am, yeah. like have a nostalgia for the past. Yeah. I think that's I, I think that's a 
And I think that's a perfectly reasonable explanation. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to find out in this episode, but we're going to kind of gloss talk, talk about it. Yeah. A little bit. So we go to the McPhee Manor, the house, and um, <laughs> and Mr. Mc- yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's what we call my house. <laughs> oh yeah, Manor. That's awesome. Yeah, um, uh, and Mr. McPhee is like super stoked, like he is giving Andy his Harvard sweater, and Jack is there, and they're kind of having this really cute family bonding moment, and you kind of get into the dynamics of the McPhees, you know. I like that like, you call it a family bonding moment because my note was I do not understand rich people who are this excited <laughs> about a sweater. <laughs> well, just like whatever. I, <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't know if that's what I'm saying. I'm just more saying that, like, <laughs> no, no, I know, and. Like Jack is participating in this excitement, even yeah. though he even is like being self-deprecating about the fact that he's not going to go to Harvard. He's excited. And and we're going to see throughout the episode the way or we're going to be know now the or be reminded of the way in which Mr. McPhee is a parent to Andy versus his daughter versus a parent to Jack, his yeah. son. Yeah. You know, and so this is probably what you're speaking to about, like misunderstanding the like rich people dynamic, you know. Yeah. yeah. But. Andy's so like, they're so stoked for her yeah, and they're all sharing in this excitement together, you know, and I don't know if we've seen that happen with Jack, you know, I agree, but that, yeah. but Jack doesn't have a resentment towards it because he is genuinely excited for Andy as yeah. well, you know, and he knows and how like, important this is to her and like, and how, and yeah. I think he knows how important it is to his dad too. Cause he's totally. like, like, he's excited for everyone involved. He's excited. Yeah. And he's like, cool. I get to have a sister that goes to Harvard. That's fucking awesome. Totally. You know? Like, so yeah, like, um, Mr. McPhee steps back, looks at Andy in the sweater and he's like, you look perfect. And she like, you know, true to her like new boundaries from her therapy yeah. is like, I'm not perfect, you know, and yeah. like kind of reinforces that, which I like totally relate to. I think that's such like a, a totally. like the way like you're raised where it's like, you have to be, especially women to be mm. perfect, you know, mm-hmm. and it's something mm-hmm. I'm always trying to break free of, you know, and like, it's a very, <laughs> you know, I feel you deeply on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and like Jack kind of breaks it up by donning this like fake upper crusty new England accent and making fun of all of this. Like, Oh, Andy, I've got to like, blah, blah, blah. you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's, it's the Jack equivalent of like, that must be Nigel with the Brie. Like it's so, yeah. you know, and Mr. McPhee's like all giddy and is like, Oh, we I can't wait till your course book comes. And like, mm-hmm. we're going to see who's still lecturing. And then ba- Jack, like the best brother is like kind of fending Mr. McPhee off a little bit. Yeah. Like, they're being teammates. They're being like siblings in the yeah. way in which my brother and I were siblings. So mm-hmm. like, that's why I can relate to them too, where you're like, yeah. okay, I need to protect this conversation <laughs> yeah, like, because I have a different dynamic because yeah. there's a weird shit in the way in which like parents interact yeah. with different genders mm. i know i can say things that like andy can't super bizarre right but it's like you know mr mcphee's just like oh my god this is the greatest moment of your life andy i've never been more proud of you and like then he excuses himself to go like call his like a al- fellow yeah. alumni well, Jack's like, you better be this excited when I get into clown college or whatever yeah. he says. And it's like good for him yeah. to like point that out, too, yeah. because I, I don't think we would see that from Mr. McPhee. Mm-mm. But, you know, Jack's like and Jack kind of like 
tries to fend him off. And my thing is, like, first of all, don't get me wrong. Getting into Harvard is a, a huge deal. Definitely. Totally. Yeah. But the greatest moment of your life. I know. It's so bizarre. Mm. <laughs> if okay, that's Mr. the greatest Pixie. moment of your life, reassess your values, man. Woo. Um, <laughs> and so, like, Jack's like you know don't let him freak you out like that's a big sweater to fill <laughs> yeah like, and like please don't spin about this like you know like he put a lot of pressure on you already you know <laughs> right but andy like andy admits then to jack like i actually kind of like don't feel anything right now yeah and like i do get this that that like you build up to that moment and then like whatever you feel whatever moment you're building up to it doesn't have to be college acceptance it can be anything that you're mm -hmm. like an anticipating for so long like it always feels differently than you think it's going to definitely and i think that like this highlights that like a lot of her um her desire to go to harvard was to please her father mm -hmm. and it wasn't like in that that drive like while I think that was her goal I don't think that it was a hundred percent exclusively her goal it was yeah. a lot wrapped up into it was being like oh my dad will be so happy about this and, and like so you yeah. don't get the same fulfillment that you thought you were going to get if if your decision and your choices were to please someone else because Absolutely. they get some of the excitement and you don't like they're taking some of that excitement for you you know absolutely so Andy's like, you know, I don't know. I don't feel anything, anything. Like, I'm not yeah. feeling anything. And Jack's like, really? Nothing? Oh, yeah. And she's like, maybe it's the meds. Like they're supposed to balance out my highs and lows. So maybe yeah. that's why it's happening. And I'll just like feel excited later. Mm hmm. And then Jack's like, well, look, I got this like flyer for a rave. Like, why don't we go <laughs> celebrate? Which seems not in character but whatever fine okay if you haven't guessed it by now everyone's going to a rave yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yeah so it's like interesting you're like how did jack get this i mean like it kind of makes sense because he's like in, runs in the popular crowd you know yeah yeah, um, yeah but yeah that football so then we go over to jen who's like on the computer in the computer lab on one of those fucking like <laughs> um jewel search tone engine. max oh yeah and it's like an <laughs> old school search engine yeah. outlook express or something yeah. which like, like that it doesn't make sense that's the email but anyway whatever. Yeah. anyway <laughs> um but so she's looking up new york colleges and yeah. she gets an email from drew um and from across the computer lab <laughs> yeah it's an invitation to the rave and then jen says stop sending this to me and we realize that drew is like behind her <laughs> and he keeps sending her this invite over and over again apparently and jen's yeah. just like fuck so off like get away from me yeah and drew drew is like come on come on you like were such the raver don't you want to go to this rave you loved it so much and jen's just like no fuck that like i don't want to do this yeah and drew's like come on like you used to be so fun like you know you're bored in this town and you need stimuli it's been too long without it and then he tells us that the other night he went back for the ecstasy that he gave mm -hmm. her for her birthday quote unquote birthday and <laughs> he's like it was and gone you and the ecstasy were gone i know where you are so mm. where's the ecstasy you know mm. and jen calls him a bastard which he fucking <laughs> deserves <laughs> and drew's Love just it. like a total like 
Abby Shitster. Morgan. Like, Shitster. <laughs> Shitster, truth bomb dropper. He's yeah. like, just admit it. You're afraid to admit it that like you felt good doing ecstasy and like that if you admit it to yourself, you might want to feel that way again, you know? Right. And that you're like, you're in this place where you're unsure about where you're going or what you're doing and like doing ecstasy makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. And you need to feel good. And Jen's like, look, bro, I am not a naive, naive 14 year old anymore. Like, yeah, I don't like, want to do, do it anymore. You know, yeah. and he's just like, well, look, you should come to this rave, like take a tab of X and do and like come tonight. Basically mm-hmm. is what he tells her. So they're she's little- like unsure, you know, it's yeah. super complicated because I hate how Jen is always on the receiving end of these really like in like toxic men that don't listen to her, you yes, know? Definitely. And so that's super difficult to watch, you know, but like, you know, Michelle Williams, we, we don't even need to say it. She's like an amazing actress. <laughs> so you see on her face that she, what he's saying is true. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Like it is absolutely true, but also mm-hmm. like she's conflicted about it. Yeah. Because she also is like, I don't want to be that person. And like, you're here tempting me, in this way that I don't really know how to articulate what's happening. Like, I don't fuck with you, but also like, yeah, yeah, like there is truth to what you're saying, but I don't fuck with you. Get out of my face, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we go then to the Leary's kitchen where Mitch and Gail are, there's candles everywhere. There's balloons that say congratulations on them. And they're dancing. We're like, wait a minute. What is happening? (laughs) Because they're dancing to the Cole Porter song, So In Love from Kiss Me Kate, the Mm -hmm. musical Kiss Me Kate. And and then Dawson walks into this scene. Yeah. And And he's super rude. They're like, like, he's just like, he still is aggressive towards them, like angry, right? Didn't you pick up on that? I don't know. I thought he was kind of like, he was like, what's happening right now? (laughs) And And then they're like... Gail's like, I thought you were working. And Dawson's <laughs> At like, my restaurant that I own. <laughs> right. And Dawson's like, well, it was slow, so I got sent home. And then, like, I mean, maybe when he first comes in, he's aggressive, but I actually kind of liked him in the end of this scene. Cause, like, Mitch and Gail, they like tell him, like, we're going to have the baby. <laughs> like, we decided we're going to have the baby. And, like, he's very genuinely happy for them. Like, he's right. really sweet about it. He's excited. And then, like... I'm just get- having trauma from the fact that this storytelling is... See, Dawson's such a good I, I, good guy. He convinced Gail to keep the baby, you know? <laughs> and and I- so, like, <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, you know? And, like, this, just on the whole, this yeah. kind of storytelling is stupid to me. Like, okay. I mean, valid. That's, that's like, 100% valid. And I, I don't mean... I'm not trying to, like, invalidate that truth. Yeah. You are totally right. It is stupid. And, like, as I was watching this, like... um, Okay, I'm going to tell him. My fiancé was like, oh, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? They're pregnant? That is so stupid. So they're just going to be like 18 years apart? <laughs> right. Totally. And if you miss that, Aaron's engaged. Yeah. <laughs> Which we... <laughs> I, I have been keeping inside of me for multiple weeks now. 
but congratulations to you and Charles. Thank I you. I'm so Thank excited you. for you guys. I'm, we're excited too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, "What? They're gonna have a psychopath for a kid that's like 18 years younger? That doesn't make any sense. Like, it's so stupid." I'm like, I, 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 this is what I'm saying. I'm with you 100. Yeah. I don't disagree with that part of what you're saying. All I'm saying is that like Dawson. For the first time in this storyline, he's super nice. And like, mm-hmm. he's like, fuck yeah. And he's so excited for them. And like, in just like out of context, you're like, amazing. If people yeah. say they're pregnant and they're excited, you're excited. That's amazing. Yeah, That's totally. the response you should have, you know? Yeah. Just like in this storyline, I'm just like, I'm triggered. <laughs> no, I mean, speak. And then also, come on, come fair. on, writer. Yeah, because it also doesn't make sense. Like, what is this going to add to the story? Dawson's leaving next year. We shall find out. Um, (laughs) Because Gail's like, okay, Dawson, like, oh, like, we were going to have dinner. I'll get you a plate. And Dawson's like, you know what? I just got invited to a thing. I'm like going to change and leave you to it. Have a good night. And this is honestly, I remember this scene. It is one of my favorites. Like just this <laughs> line that da- that Mitch says, because he's like, you know what I love about that kid? Yeah, Gail, Gail's like Gail's everything. Like- <laughs> not, that, not that part. Sorry. And then <laughs> Mitch is like, yeah, and he can take a hint. <laughs> I love it. Also, when (laughs) Charles was like, that's gross. So what? They're just going to fuck now to celebrate that she's pregnant? This is so weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Charles. That's what's going (laughs) to happen. They just announced it to us on network television. (laughs) So anyway, after that scene, we go to Pacey and Gretchen's where Joey's putting on some hoops. Yeah. Right. <laughs> She's like getting ready and Gretchen's there. It's super cute. You I know? love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and Gretchen's talking up raves and Joey's like, okay, hundreds of sweaty strangers packed in with music so loud it causes hearing loss. And she's unhappy it. about it. And I was like, Joey, you will kill for this moment in 2021. <laughs> so cherish every goddamn second. Seriously. I would die. I would be so excited to go to a place where it actually wouldn't really kill me to (laughs) and or the people I love to uh, be surrounded by sweaty strangers. I'm into it. I can't wait. Can't wait to get back. Um, And then Gretchen puts a crown on Joey's head. (laughs) It's so funny. It's such like a funny like just like small moment to see like how this is like a young person's house you know just like a reminder of like yeah of course they just have a plastic crown sitting right there who doesn't who doesn't obviously like that clearly actually does make sense for them but we did have crotchless panties thumbtack to our bathroom wall for like like a while yeah 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 just like these this totally makes sense of Mm -hmm. course you know (laughs) absolutely absolutely no one ever wore them i want to (laughs) say you were just thumbtack to the wall um, <laughs> like a 4x like know. you know like it just wasn't our size you know <laughs> are you saying <laughs> someone would have worn i don't know i'm like recalibrating all of college <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so Pacey like vetoes the crown it's real cute he's like it's no cute. he's like no no you can't <laughs> no, no. pull that off babe you know <laughs> 
And Pacey's like also annoyed. He's like, why are we doing this? It's just like a high school dance, but longer. And Gretchen's like, I loved high school dances, you know? And Pacey's like, yeah, because you were the queen of all of them. Yeah. So we learned something about Gretchen, too. Although I will say we didn't see her at the HQ gala. Point. Point, Aaron. <laughs> Points were made. And Gretchen's like, you know what? If you don't want to come, I'll take Joey and you can clean the bathroom. And Pacey's like, no, no. I, no, I, no, I definitely want to go. I didn't say I No, this is amazing. <laughs> right. And like right at that moment, we hear this knock on the like door, but it's like the window kind of. And yeah. um, Dawson's like, it's Dawson. It's Dawson. Who's going to come? And, and like, Gretchen, oh, he's like, oh, cool, you're coming. This is yeah, amazing. Yeah. You know? And like Dawson walks in and he's actually nice. Like he's riding high on this excitement. Yeah. I was going to say like, to he, his credit, he's like totally, totally cool. And is like, you guys ready to go? I'm driving. Like, yeah, we're, we're driving good. the Mitchmobile. Who's getting yeah. in, you know? And like Pacey and Joey are uncomfortable. They're a little bit like, okay, cool. Okay, I guess Just of us. Okay. okay. Back in the Mitchmobile, you know? Yep. Yeah. So, so we're at Graham's and Jen and Andy are hanging out. It's super cute. They're, because they're friends. Yes. And <laughs> Jen's like kind of nervous, but she's like looking for the map point. She's looking for the flyer, I guess, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and she's explaining to Andy like how it works. Like, oh, you get this like location and you go and then the person there tells you the actual location so they can like suss you out. I, I was like, was this to throw off cops? And then Jen's like, no, it's to weed out undesirables. Which is the same. <laughs> that is the same. <laughs> true, true, true. And this is, I've been to raves like this or yeah. Yeah, parties. Like this, this does happen for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and then, Andy like totally freaks out. She's like, wait, well, what if, what if we're undesirable? <laughs> and Jen's yeah. like, no, 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 no. Like it's no, we're it's, fine it's for cops like <laughs> she doesn't then, say that but but then i want to say andy like checks in with her friend she's like yeah. are you sure you want to do this like i feel like i kind of twisted your arm and like yeah we can totally it's not so go sweet. like it's totally fine and jen's just kind of like also a great friend is like no no yeah. no like you this is major accomplishment like i want to celebrate wanna celebrate with you. you this is and gonna I'm be like, like i'm so excited for you it's give, so cute give me six seasons of it Aaron. i know <laughs> i know i couldn't agree with you more i'm just like this is amazing that's like, what i want that's yeah. all i want yeah like the the jen andy storyline this episode it's just like I love it. Every I mean, scene they're together. They're fucking every, amazing. It's magic. Magic. So Jen, like Andy goes to pee and then like Jen grabs the ecstasy from her drawer. It, like she's kind of like, yeah, thinking about it. And, and, and like comes back and she's like, you know what? Well, I'm in there. I'm just gonna put some lip gloss on. And she's like, yeah. Ooh, what's, what's that? that? What's that? What are those pills? What's that? What's got going on? <laughs> and so, Jen's like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then we go to the Mitchmobile, um, where Gretchen is saying that the last time the four of them were together was a Fourth of July in Cohasset. I don't know what that means. Please tell yeah. us if you do. <laughs> um, and um, seems like a New England place. Yeah. 
Um, and like Dawson and Gretchen are like totally like vibing with each other. Like they're like, yeah, great. Yeah, it's like she's like, kind of like I, she's like, I can't believe I remember that. Do you remember that? I think like you y'all were eleven. I was fourteen or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You were wearing red. You were wearing red, Dawson. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. that's so wild. I remember that. <laughs> and Joey and Pacey are in the back, like, <laughs> what? They're just like, what's happening? What's happening? Okay, right now? <laughs> like are we all going to be friends? Like, is this just like a weird, like one night only where we are all cool and we're like going to be nostalgic, you know, like what is going on? Right. Like it's not exactly awkward. You kind of get the vibe that they didn't know that Dawson and Gretchen have been hanging out, hanging out. Like Joey saw them at the, that booth, but like, that's kind of the first, Uh even though we, the viewer, I've seen them hang out like this whole season. Totally. And like, and both of them, like, it's not, no one's like mad or like jealous. Everyone's just kind of like, literally like, what is happening? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. We used to do this when we were kids and now Dawson hates us and like, doesn't want to be friends with us, but now we're doing this. Like, so, okay. You know? Um, And Dawson loves nostalgia. So he was like, oh yeah, that was so fun. The 4th of July. July, I was was totally wearing red. To- yeah you're right yeah holy we're 14 i was like totally a nerdy 11 year old that was amazing you know yeah um yeah and you kind of like yeah you just see like this uncomfortability and that's when i was like i don't know if i think joey's unsure that someone has known dawson for as long as her hmm I can't tell. I felt like Pacey was the more awkward of the two like joey was just kind of like what's going on here and then Pacey was like my sister what's happening with my sister like that's kind of the vibe I got I completely agree and I think that like it's unclear why Pacey's uncomfortable but it would feel weird if like your best this guy who was your best friend is like I don't fuck with you yeah and you know that guy has done some shady ass stuff (laughs) and then he's like showing up at your house to hang out with your sister like you wouldn't think that like his quote intentions are pure <laughs> if you're uh-huh. no totally totally, you know? totally and and you're not wrong um so then we go to the waterfront where like jen and andy are walking and andy is asking a lot of questions about ecstasy yeah it's and- great he's no judgment like it's like <laughs> i don't know i like i say over andy i totally relate to her so she's just like i want to know more about this not mm-hmm. like oh you used to do drugs you're a bad girl which is right. like no, no, no. Sh- a lot of like, like the narrative about drug usage whereas like yeah. andy's like oh let's go on i want to hear about this i have zero judgment about it i just want to know like your feelings and your experience on it you know but also you get the i mean i think you're right but also you get the sense that she's like tell me all about this is no, this totally. something that I would like to do yeah absolutely she's it, definitely it, curious but I think that we're supposed to highlight more on like oh well Andy's curious and that's bad and I just want to like I personally would like to redirect the narrative to be like right. oh cool she's totally normalizing like this past Jen's, that Jen has past drug and use, like yeah. without dr- like without judgments to be like you're a bad girl you're a bad person you know totally. like tell me more about this so I can get more info to see if I like what my assessment on this is you know yeah and and like andy is like you know andy asks like how much ecstasy jen's done and you know she's like you must have liked it yeah you know because jen's like oh yeah i like did it a lot because i went to a lot of raves and i always did it when i went to a rave (laughs) and like 
And he's like, oh, well, you must have really liked it. And Jen's like, well, yeah, like, yeah, she's it's like, great. It's and really she's like, yeah, fun. it can be really powerful and it can make you feel really happy. Mm-hmm. And Andy's like, well, that's good, right? <laughs> and Jen Jen's tells like, her it it gave me an escape from my usual spot under the bell jar, which yeah. I love. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Which is like kind of how, why it was developed is to like right. be like a you know, for like depression and they, they have a lot of studies on it. I mean, we're so fucked up in America, but like, you know, <laughs> they can use it for couples therapies. It's actually also their studies for, um, autism because it mm. can like, sh- it can, um, start like human connection and you can recreate that. Like those, sure. in, those, um, a lot of the feelings that you have, you could like recreate it when you're not on it. Look, it's complicated, but like, you know, these are all like at one time pharmaceuticals. Keep that in mind. <laughs> totally. And like, Jen, Andy's kind of like, oh, so like X makes you happy. Yeah. And Jen's like, well, yeah. But and- there's this really <laughs> shitty thing called the come down. <laughs> I was going to say, but Uh, then she, you know, Jen's like, yeah, it lasts six hours and then it's done. And then you feel even worse. Yeah. (laughs) Girl, that's real. It's Um, real. (laughs) It's real. (laughs) And Jen's like, you know, I mean, but the worst thing for me was that I lost my inhibitions. And because of that, I like didn't know who I was anymore because I was doing this so much, which is like such an interesting insight into Jen, right? Like, that like really the reason that she didn't like doing it after a certain time was like, I don't know what I'm actually like where my boundaries are. Right. Exactly. And it's so interesting in this like world where Jen's kind of the one that has boundaries and that Mm -hmm. is like really good about her boundaries. Well, in this storyline about drugs, the whole thing is like like, she had, because like she moved to this really puritanical place that is like, Oh, that guy sold marijuana. So he went to jail, like, you know, (laughs) and like, obviously like Julie and I always say like us from California, we're like, what is happening? What are we watching? It's like hard to really put ourselves in that situation, which is why I can see how Jen was like, oh, I just moved to this place that had a complete prohibition against the quote bad drugs. Like, you know, the ones that aren't like legal pharmaceutical subsidized by insurance drugs, you know? And so (laughs) like, uh, the Sackler family isn't making a fuckload of money off of these drugs, yeah so. you know so like i don't have to establish boundaries around drugs i need to establish boundaries around drinking and boys you know mm, and so yeah. she has this really complicated relationship as we've seen you know since the introduction of this storyline yeah and like you know jen's kind of like you seem like really interested in this yeah like, like what's going on kind yeah, of i mean like, she's she's not she's judging such a either good friend too she's like yeah okay, like you're asking a lot of questions and like, I know you, so this is for a reason, like what's happening mm-hmm. here, you know? And Andy's like, you know, I just want to feel happy. And then Jen says like, you just got into Harvard. Like, yeah, you're not happy. And, and Andy then admits to Jen that she's like, I just like, I got this thing I wanted, but like, I'm not experiencing it. Inspiring. Sorry. I'm not experiencing any joy about it. And like, 
that's a big thing. Like, and and Jen's kind of like, well, tell me what you're feeling. Like, she's yeah, very she's much like, like yeah, Jen's like, well, do you want to talk about that? You know? Mm-hmm. And Andy's like, no, all I do is talk about my feelings. And like, I still feel no joy. Right. <laughs> I just want to have so, fun. Like, like, I just want to have fun. Like I, you know, and she's like, it's, it's probably just like a delayed reaction and I'll feel happy again, you know? And like, yeah. and like they do have this really good friend conversation too, I think, where they're just like making space totally. from each other for each other and taking it totally. too, you know? And it's well, like and- really awesome. And, like, I feel like I get so much that, like, feeling of, like, God, all I fucking do is talk about this shit. Like, I just want to have fun. I don't want to talk about anything. Like, I just want to go out and have a good time. And I feel like... Especially, like, Andy, who's, like, since she has had, like, these problems, you know, she Mm -hmm. is, like, people are, like, how are you feeling, you know? And, like, you know, that's, like, constantly what comes at her. And she's, like, okay, like, that usually makes me feel better but in this case it doesn't like I'm feeling nothing and like talking about it actually isn't even like allowing me to arrive at any like semblance of feelings (laughs) so like let's just go and like right then of course Jack interrupts Mm -hmm. and like before like because Jen's kind of like okay like give me the pills (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. give give them back you give them back to me look at them long enough (laughs) because Andy has taken them at some point like Mm -hmm. um and to to just look at them and Jack before Andy can hand him back, like Jack comes and he's like, Oh, I'm so glad to be out of that soccer meeting. And I'm like, why, why wasn't, wasn't Andy, Andy there? at the soccer meeting? I totally agree. I was like, is he like the head coach? So his head coach is only, but she brought him into it. So no, but no like idea. she would have wanted him to be the head coach who looks sure. better, but totally. I know. I was like, what is happening? Okay. You know, and Jack's and like, like amped. Like he, I think I'm, I want to go dance my problems away. Not wait to dance. And you're like, yes, we're kind of getting like a little bit of the like queer Jack, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, God, I wish I could go to a gay bar and dance right now. My God. Um, Like, and like, you know, the girls follow after him and Jen's like, give it back to me. And Andy's like, no, no, no. Like, I don't want Jack to see. So she walks away with them in her hand. Right. And I just want to tell you, first of all, I wish I could go dancing, as I said. And Mm -hmm. second of all, Genevieve bought Darren's dance grooves on DVD. So I'm going to report back (laughs) if I remember things. Oh, my God. I know. I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. So So Gretchen Dawson Park at the map point. Yeah. They go to, like, walk to the the guy and Pacey and Joey in the backseat talk about whether they're like, is this weird? Like, yeah, like what's happening right now? <laughs> this is weird, right? Yeah. They're hanging out. And like, are they like, friends? Like, yeah. Like what? This is fucking bizarre. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? yeah. And like, Joey's like, I'm fine with it because it kind of makes sense. Like they're like, you could see, like, like I said that they were like, what they hang out. And like Joey had been working out in her head. Like she was like, well, he's the only one close to her age that works at Leary's Fresh Fish. So it, it, I guess it kind of makes sense that they would hang out, you right. know? Well, the thing that doesn't make sense is that there would only be like one 21-year-old at Leary's working at a restaurant. I agree with you. That doesn't make any sense. I guess we're supposed <laughs> to think because like all of them are back in college. Like that was such a big thing to Gail. But like it is inauthentic. You're like, And also like we're supposed to think that none of Gretchen's friends still live there, you know? Right. you know there's a lot of plot holes here but like okay (laughs) (laughs) but moving forward yeah um, (laughs) you know paisy's like you know like joey's like yeah makes sense that he'd be friends and paisy's like well like does that bother you and joey's like yeah no 
and Pacey's like, like, oh, it bothers you. Yeah, because I kind of am on Pacey's side. I'm like, it does bother me. Oh, I'm on Joey's side. I'm like, no, it doesn't bother me. Like, whatever. Well, Um, we kind of get into it later in the episode. And then we do, because Joey's like, it doesn't bother me. It bothers you. And you, like, want it to bother me. Yeah, like and, I, if you're picking up on anything, it's because I'm picking up on your vibe. Like right, I'm right, picking right. up with your putting down, you're picking up, but I'm like, this is like, you know, you know, and yeah. so they're kind of passing the buck about like, the thing is like, this is awkward. Like, sure. like Joey is lying, you know, like it is awkward. Like it, it's it, awkward. Like, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying that. And like, so like, of like, I just think that like, of course you're going to be like a little bit bothered just because you're like, this isn't the night I thought I was going to have. I kind of <laughs> yeah. like, I processing a lot right now that I didn't think I would be doing. Yeah. I mean, like, that's a, all fair. Dawson that's going all to fair. A rave, B, yeah. Dawson hanging out with his best friend's ex-best friend's sister, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. She's like, this is weird, you know, and a yeah. lot. So whatever. But so, when yeah, Casey like, asks Joey what's bothering her, Joey's like, you. You and being I'm upset like, is me. I'm, I love it. Yeah. Their, their chemistry in that scene too is so good. She's like, totally. doesn't bother me. It bothers you. <laughs> and he's, he's like, what's bothering you? And she's like, you are bothering yeah. me. <laughs> They're it. really cute. This episode. I, I, I mean, yeah. sure are. So Dawson and Gretchen like get to the, you know, they get to the guy and they get the tickets and like they're $5 each. $5? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I I mean, like, I was alive in 2000 and I remember buying $5 tickets to things, but I'm like, never now. Never in a million years. A rave, no no way. Like a show, but like, like, whatever. Anyways. Anyways. So Gretchen, like, Gretchen then, like, I mean, Gretchen's a great person. She's like, checks in with Dawson. She's like, are you okay with like this Joey Pacey, like, component sorry you said no so then I invited my brother like because I thought you weren't gonna come like it is good like she's just kind of like I didn't know this was happening I'm glad you came but like I just want you to be clear that I wasn't trying to set you up to be friends with Pace again you know and Dawson's like it's a little awkward but like whatever I'm in this great mood I'm like Dawson is being honest and I'm like I'm feeling Dawson right now you know kind of like a lot of this episode I'm feeling Dawson which makes me mm-hmm. I I'm totally like, agree how am I how's this happening what's going on right now <laughs> and like Gretchen and then he tells Gretchen he's like you know my parents decided to have the baby yeah and like he's like I didn't... she's like why did you change your mind and he's yeah. like like my parents decided to have a baby. Like, yeah, I didn't know if I should like tell you this right. because of like just things. <laughs> well, but Gretchen's like super excited for him. He's like she's so like, excited. Oh my God. Yes. That's amazing. And like gives him a hug. And like, he's like, you know, I didn't, I didn't know if I should tell you cause I didn't want to like ruin the evening. And like, I didn't know, you know how you were feeling. And I, I do want to say like, I love that Dawson considered her feelings was like, I didn't, like- I didn't know what to do. And like, my thing is like, I am totally okay with like, I didn't really know how to behave in this situation. Like, I'm 17 yeah. and I don't know how to behave in every situation. Like girl, same. I'm 38. I still don't know how to, no, I'm no, not. And I'm 37. Like, think, like to last <laughs> week's episode, like that's what I was kind of saying is just like, y- you're feeling something, but like, you don't know how to behave, but he yeah. like tends to lash out and like, get like, 
I don't know, like it just is like, obviously listen to last week. I have a lot to say about it, you know, <laughs> because this, you see him be we like, shut up. This, yeah. yeah, exactly. You see him be this totally good, thoughtful person, like in a way in which like, to be honest, I don't know that we see him be to any of the other Creek kids, you know, I, I agree. But like the, at the same time, I'm like, great, Dawson, like, and Gretchen's like, no, no, no. Like you can totally talk to me about this stuff. Like, it's yeah. totally fine. And and Dawson really genuinely then thanks Gretchen for their conversation. Because yeah. I know we had that conversation last week. And like, I, I mean, my note was like, great job clearing this extremely low bar. But like, at the <laughs> same time, great job. You did no, clear the low bar. Sweet. And that's yeah, fine. He's like, thank you for sharing your story with me. Like, it really helped me, you know, mm-hmm. and like, you know, and, and like, yeah, she's stoked. And they're they're really sweet. Like, they're like the space that they make like Gretchen's just like a good person you know so she she's a lot like she can be a lot like Bessie you know where it's just like she just is like super positive like sees all sides you know whatever she's better than Bessie if I'm honest (laughs) oh I don't think that I can judge between the two of them yeah well we just know Bessie more but like they do a lot of weird things with Bessie's character sometimes they do that's true okay Aaron so we get our first Chemical Brothers song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Walk and Beats mm-hmm. here we are um, we show up at the rave yeah, we got Jack the Chemical Brothers the playing I mean just Jack uh, just bounces out of the car just like fuck yeah arm <laughs> pumping in the air I'm just like this is amazing this jack i like i've never seen before but i think i like rave jack a lot rave jack is amazing rave jack and i would get along swimmingly <laughs> me too. Put, like, put a put a put a beverage or two in me and <laughs> rave jack and i are having a fucking time um and so-, and so jack pops out of one side of the driver's seat <laughs> and then out pops a hella high andy oh wow oh my god because jen's like okay give me the pills back and andy's like so the thing is (laughs) like just out of the gates the way she's talking i was like oh yeah damn they nailed this they nailed it oh meredith monroe Monroe nails phenomenal yeah (laughs) nails it and jen's like yeah meredith girl you've done ecstasy before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. talk to us or like seen someone do it for at the very minimum yeah Yeah. I have one ecstasy story about <laughs> about Peter on our oh, dorms, yeah. which is one time I came home at like t- I, it was like two or three in the morning. It was uh-huh. very late. I was probably drunk, and Peter was l- like like outside of my dorm room, <laughs> rubbing himself up and down the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "You okay, Peter?" he's like girl i'm having a great time (laughs) he was and i was like can i help you get back to your room (laughs) it was amazing i'll never forget it (laughs) totally (laughs) just the image of him like rubbing himself up and down the wall next to my door he's like julia (laughs) i was like okay it was amazing (laughs) anyway um so so jen's like oh shit yeah, you take like, an ecstasy yeah Jen's like give me the pills back and Andy's like the thing is <laughs> I took one yeah and, and, Jen, and then she yeah. offers to pay Jen back yeah she's, the- yeah she's like I'm so sorry I'll, how much was it I'll pay you back don't worry yeah. and Jen's like it's not about the money like I just don't think this is a good idea like yeah. this is a bad idea yeah and yeah. Andy's just like look 
I just wanted to like get my carpe diem. Like she finally get, like she didn't get it at the end of season three. So she's on her right. carpe diem road trip, you know, <laughs> her boat trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so Jen trip. is super unsure. She's like super nervous about this. Yeah. And oh my God, Julia's wearing the support, uh, the dominant paradigm shirt. Yeah, <laughs> Looks sorry. awesome. I got hot. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I and, <am>. uh, <laughs> and Jen's super unsure, like, oh shit, I don't know if I wanted to be rave mom tonight. And like, <laughs> I don't know about this, you know? And already out of the gates, Andy is hella high. Is high know? as fuck. Yeah. And, and she's like, like, I feel great. <laughs> She's like, but don't tell Jack. Don't but I him. feel great. But like, don't tell him because I think he'll be mad. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. What would you do? Would you tell Jack? <sighs> probably not. Mm. I would probably try to help her. <laughs> uh, I actually, that's a good question. Wait, let me let me let me backtrack. I would if. If I could possibly avoid Jack, I would. But if we came face to face, I would feel like I would have to tell him because right. she's so obvious. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think you would be like, all right, I'll give it 30 minutes. And if she gets <laughs> even more high, like I'm going to tell Jack because like someone's going to need to watch her. Right. And like, why keep this secret? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that's the thing is I've never been in a situation where someone's been high on ecstasy. And I've definitely been in the gen position where I'm mm -hmm. the one that's sober. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, and like, I've never been in a position where people are high on ecstasy that I had to like try to hide it. I mean, why would you? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the reality is, I guess, just like <laughs> the way I feel is like if it gets to a danger point, <laughs> no secrets. Nope. We need to watch. Oh, her, you oh, know? totally. So, like it is kind of weird. And also totally. like Jack is her best friend. Yeah. So like. Yeah. So it, it feels a little inauthentic. I'm just going to say. No, I agree. Um, So we go then Dawson, Gretchen, Joey and Pacey walk up and Drew is like there. Yeah, and he's course. like happy to see them and really skeezily intros himself to Gretchen. who's it's like, get so away from me. Funny. Yeah. She's like, he's like, ooh, haven't met you. And she's like, thank God. Yeah, don't need to meet you, sir. <laughs> I know your type. Like, fuck yeah. yeah. Gretchen's so awesome. I she's know. Like, totally my vibe. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so. And then, then Je like Jack and Andy and Jen come up too, and Pacey's like, "It's kind of weird. We're all hanging out, right? This is weird, you know." But like, well, like this wasn't all arranged. Like, I'm supposed to just believe that all these people randomly showed up at all these people who would never in a million years go to a rave randomly showed up at this rave, and it's a huge rave, and they ran no, into I each don't other. Think that they randomly showed up together, really, because it seemed like the one group didn't know the other group was coming. Oh, I didn't get that vibe. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe I I'm got wrong. the vibe that they like. I've been Andy, wrong once or twice before. Yeah, so. like I mean, I also you you could be right too, you know. But like, yeah, the vibe I got <laughs> was that like, you know, Pacey was like, I guess we're going to this rave. You know, Joey said to Andy, I guess we're going to this rave, and then Andy was like, Oh, cool! Like, and invited Jen, and then they like met up outside together. Okay. Um, 
they didn't know Drew. Well, they right. probably knew Drew was going to be there, but they weren't like meeting up with Drew. He just, I mean, like, Jen inter- definitely knew Drew was going to be there. Yeah. He just like interjected himself, you know? But <laughs> yeah. yeah. So but at this Dawson, moment, like, like Dawson's like, oh my God. And he's such a good friend to Andy. He's yeah. like, He's like, Andy, like, congratulations. I'm so excited for you, you know? And he, like, hugs her. And, he and then and, Joey like, hugs, hugs her. her. Yeah. And then yeah. Pacey, like, is like, I'm so stoked for you. Like, you know. And, and he's, hugs her. And yeah. he hugs her. And then Drew's like, Joey, you're okay with this? <laughs> he's like, that lasted a little longer than X <laughs> protocols allow or something. And you're like, oh, God, Drew, get and away. And you see on Joey's face where she's like, way to make it awkward, bro. Like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. And then, like, Drew goes inside and Gretchen's like, who is that? And Dawson, yeah. Dawson well, and with also, like, the line of the episode. Yeah, well, <laughs> Gretchen is kind of like, wait, why? what's going on? And they're like, oh, Andy got into Harvard. So she's excited right. for her, too. Yeah. Totally. And but so Gretchen's like, who was that about Drew? And Dawson's like, did you ever meet Abby Morgan? <laughs> it's fucking amazing. <laughs> it is. And then they start to go in and Andy, the highest He's anyone's so ever high. sounded. I mean, at this point, I, if I was Jen, I'd be like, OK, Jack. <laughs> She's Andy high. took a pill from my house and she's fucking high. We need to keep right. an eye on her. Because she's like, oh my God, this place is so beautiful. <laughs> she's like, oh she tries my to, like, God. Pet, she tries to like pet Joey's hair and Jen's like, great, I have to be rave mom. Like, <laughs> Andy, you need to calm down. Don't be right. petting people. Like, you know, and then she tries to grab Jen's hair and she's like, your hair is so soft. <laughs> so funny also this rave is pretty huge like it's it's that's what i mean five dollars unbelievable yeah yeah and it's got one of those inflatable people like in the car lot yeah yeah yeah. it's like it's it's wild it's super fun like fuck yeah yeah. Um, and they're playing chemical brothers which i'm into um, yeah, and then Drew comes up, super creep, and he's like, "Who's gonna dance with me?" You know, which McPhee's mm. dancing with me, and Andy's like, "Me!" Like raises her hand, yeah. and it's just like this. Like I'm saying, at this moment, you would just say to Jack, "Like she's high. We need to watch out." Maybe <laughs> well, Jen's wanting Jack to have a fun time. I don't know. I can't tell because Jen's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go get water," but like you have to keep an eye on them. And I agree with you right here is where she be should be like. And he's a little bit high. <laughs> yeah, and like, I don't trust Drew. Like, yeah. that guy and I did something when we were fucked up. Like, I don't trust that guy. Well, and like, and like, you know, she does say that. She's like, Drew is not the guy you leave your sister with. So, like, watch mm-hmm. Andy. Yeah. But she doesn't, like, say that she's high. Yeah, exactly. So, so we go to a commercial. We come back. We get the Chemical Brothers song, Setting Sun. Which, along with Block Up and Rock and Beat, is from their 1997 album, Dig Your Own Hole. Just going to tell you that tonight when I cook dinner, I am definitely rocking up the Chemical Brothers. Um, <laughs> and we go to Gretchen and Joey, who are yeah, walking it's through. also cute that Gretchen's like, dude... I didn't know Dawson was going to show up. Like I wasn't trying to put y'all on the spot. Like that is, I didn't, I invited him and he said no. And then I invited y'all like I shit. (laughs) And Joey's Joey's like, no worries, dude. No worries. Like, I don't think you're that kind of person, you know? And she's like, you can tell she's like, I'm just kind of stoked that we're all hanging out again because like, this is kind of what I've wanted. And it feels like the first step to like, me and Dawson being friends again 
and it's she's like you know things have been getting like kind of slowly better mm-hmm. and like I mean, back to that first episode of season four where Dawson's kind of like, it's going to take time. And I don't even know if that's what I want. Like, yeah, it, we've seen some time pass and like, yeah, it is. They're not like no one's super close friends still between the yeah. three of them, you know, mm-hmm. but like they can be around each other. It's not like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And, and Gretchen's kind of like, oh, my God, you know, I'm glad to hear it. Like, you guys have so much history and like Dawson's such a great guy. And Joey's like, so about that. Yeah, see, this is what I'm saying about Joey. You know, she's like, I mean, are you and Dawson like a thing? Right. What is this? You know, that's interesting because there's a part of me that read Joey as being actually kind of protective of Dawson. Where she was like, because she says, you know, he had that crush on you, mm-hmm. like, and and Gretchen's like, no, that ended when I was 12, or when he was 12, and yeah. Joey's like, yeah, but like, the like thing remember about <laughs> Dawson is that like, once he gets a crush, he's obsessed, and then it could be awoken out of nowhere, and you won't know mm-hmm. that, and it can become a total obsession, and then he'll act like you broke his heart because y'all were together, <laughs> even though like you weren't. <laughs> and she's like i mean she doesn't say exactly that but she's basically saying that <laughs> and like she's joey's gonna like i mean if he thinks there's a chance who knows what could happen <laughs> and there's a part of me that's like joey butt out of this immediately like do not put your nose here that's not a good place for your nose to be mm-hmm. but then also i don't think that she's wrong I mean, I agree with her that she's like woman to woman. Watch out. He had a crush on you. This could go poorly. (laughs) (laughs) This could take a turn that you're not comfortable with. And you could like it could, you know, watch out, you know, like, you know, so like, okay, cool. You know, it it's hard because like, I don't know where Joey's feeling. She's not really I don't know if I feel like she's being straight up and about like what's going on, you know, Mm hmm to be frank and like and then it kind of gets a little bit wild because then like I feel like this is weird like girl like this was like a really weird like girl conversation where I'm like trying to decipher like what the writers want you to think you know are they do the writers want you to think they're competing for this yeah because then because then Gretchen kind of slams back at her and is like if Dawson is waiting on anyone it's not me and like kind of just like puts a dagger to joey of like yeah remember that trauma you were just saying happened like he's still obsessed with you (laughs) like you're not gonna be friends (laughs) until like that obsession goes away right right i mean i i called that gretchen's great oracle of cape side moment of the episode where she's like if he's waiting for a childhood crush to come around he's not waiting on me girl and like but i honestly don't think dawson is waiting on joey anymore at this point. i don't think so either i i agree with you completely i don't think so either i think he's so like, like it to be like <laughs> honest it does seem like joey's assessment is more true you know yeah yeah no i think i kind of think neither of their assessment is true in a way like i think that like dawson and gretchen are just friends right now and like they seem like they're just friends and I don't think there's any reason to seem. What like- does just friends mean to Dawson though? Right. I mean, that's a good question. 
I guess we'll find out. Um, yeah. So we go to Drew and Andy. And Andy. Oh my and god! Drew's like, I want Drew's them like, to date. They're so like their chemistry is amazing. Like I want this for Andy. This is how so... much would you have loved if Andy's storyline this season was that she starts dating Drew? I would love and, it. like kind of like fucks up. Yes, I would love it. I would love it. I mean, it. I know oh I've said gosh. that before that like I would have loved Andy's season arc to be that she kind of like she gets into Harvard right yeah. now. She got into Harvard. Now she starts like being like, fuck this shit. I mean, totally. once I got a college acceptance, God, you couldn't yeah, pay me like, to get to class. <laughs> exactly. And like, like they've already hung out at the yacht club together. So they've right. already like started to build this like friendship or whatever. Uh. So they're like, Andy's just bouncing on the dance floor and she's like, you're so fucking high. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, stick with me because like, I will be your guide through the looking yeah. glass. Like I'm the, I'm the one. Yeah. Like I'll be your rave mom, you know, <laughs> or like, he's like, yeah, like I'll be your rave, like shaman. You don't need mm. a rave mom like Jen, you know? And yeah. Andy's like, no, 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 I'm maintaining. I'm not high. I'm not. Yeah, I'm no, good. Don't, I'm good. I'm good. I no, that's not true. Oh my god, don't tell anyone. No one knows but Jen. <laughs> oh god, it's this is so fun. She's <laughs> so high. It's so I funny. Know. It's amazing. So oh my god, I we go outside. So much. <laughs> yeah, me too. We go outside, and Joey finds Casey on this couch, which is it's outside. So funny. That's what I mean. This is like an elaborate rave. We're gonna get into more of the elaborateness about it, mm. but like it's an elaborate ass rave with like yeah. little like set out setups, like of a fake yeah, yeah, yeah. living room outside. I mean, I've been to raves like this, so this is totally yeah. authentic. No, the totally. thing that's not authentic is that he's the only one outside. <laughs> Usually 100%. half the people are outside so hot inside. But. And smoking. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, And exactly. she's like, you know, jo- Joey's like, you violated the buddy system, Pacey. Like, you know. She's right. She's right. <laughs> oh, you also, these were the days where you couldn't just text people. No. And like, I'm and like. Ha- still in a rave, you can't text people. There's so many people in there, you know. Right. Um, but, but it's like, could, how much time try. in our early 20s or late teens did we spend searching for people on cavernous dance floors yes it was a lot, i know a that's lot why of you time. need a buddy system and a meet point like totally <laughs> totally i'm not arguing with you Hensley. no i know joey joey is preaching some wisdom to young millennials like uh you're violating the rave buddy system <laughs> what's going on here <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Paisy's just like talking shit on raves. He's like, I just gonna be in there. Shit. I I I, why are we here? <laughs> and, and Joey's Joey, like, Well, like, I'm not dressed like an anime character, so <laughs> I feel a little bit out of place as well. And she's so like, I love this. She's like, but the thing is, like, I'm kind of glad we're here. Like, we tried yeah. it. We know this isn't for us. Like, whatever. Like, no sweat off of us, you know? Yeah. Like, good thing we tried this, you know? And it's like, you can see the way in which, like, her summer away has totally transformed her. Yeah, totally. Like, she's definitely still got that, like, pessimist attitude because she's yeah. like, we also just came here to witness the, like, wasted youth of America firsthand. Here we are wait- witnessing this. And like, you know, but also, yeah, they came and like, you know, it's it's interesting because Dawson, Dawson and Gretchen had that like conversation, yeah, that conversation where she was like, what the fuck? Like, why? Yeah, where he's try like, anything? I already know I wouldn't like it. And she's like, yeah, I haven't tried it. You know, so how do you know? And Joey and, and Pacey Joey, are kind of similar. Yeah, but, you know, exactly. But they're like, we tried it. We don't like it. I'm glad yeah. we did that, though. Yeah. Cool. So, 
so Pacey says that the wasted youth of America that they are witnessing firsthand ain't pretty. And he said, but you, my oh dear, my God, most he like gazes are. at her and he's like, he like pauses and he gazes and he's like, but you, my dear are. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> what a line. I mean, my God. Way to turn around her banter into like a swoon. Stop yeah. it, Pacey. Stop Immediately. it. Immediately. Don't oh my stop it. god <laughs> continue please <laughs> and she's like she like brings up that they used to play this game on the boat called barnacle for your thoughts and she's like well i don't have a barnacle but i have a glow necklace um, she puts it on his head like a crown it's so cute and she's like it gives you that caesar look again like shout out <laughs> yeah. season one pacey hair exactly yeah um and she's like okay so now you have to tell me something deep and profound and Pacey is like, look, I miss the true love. Like, I oh miss my it. God. He's like, it's so sweet and honest. I know. He's like sitting here under the stars with my arm around you. Like, I really miss the true love. Yeah. And Joey's like, I do too. So cute. And like these two, girl. I mean, Jesus. It's so I cute. Mean, just like. Uh, What's more there is there to say? These, I know. <laughs> these two. <sighs> uh, so, yeah. Okay. So once we calm down from that, um, we get inside and Dawson, like, gives Gretchen a glow necklace. Yeah. And, like, Do- Gretchen's, like, a little standoffish about this. She's like... She, that's what I mean. She was shook by Joey. Like, yeah. they had a weird girl conversation, you know? No, totally. I, like, I hear you. Like, I don't... I, I think that that's definitely what could be happening. There's a part of me that thinks that like Joey didn't really mean to like throw Gretchen off was just kind of like, what's going on here. But I don't know why I'm giving Joey the benefit of that doubt. I'm not sure she deserves it. She doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I definitely hear you, but like, that's not Joey's character, you know? But yeah, totally. Let me just try to. Joey. (laughs) It's the person I wish she was and not the person she actually is. Okay. So yeah, Gretchen is like shook. She's visibly shook and uncomfortable by what Joey said. And she like, she's not Joey though, because she just is straight. She's none of our Creek kids. She's just straight up. Maybe she's Andy, but. Or a little bit Casey. Yeah. 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 She's just like, what's, are you like into me? Like what's going on here? Like, are you interested in me? And like, you know, or are we just friends, you know? And she says, I want to be your friend. Yeah. But like, like and that seems like what's happening. But like, I just want to make sure there's nothing else going on. Yeah. And this is amazing. You should talk to people about this if you Absolutely. are concerned. Yeah. And he's like, look, the thing is, when that boat sailed last summer, like, not only did I lose Joey, which is like, I lost my two best friends. Finally, so, he admits it. No, totally. But I just want to pause because he says, yeah. not only did I lose Joey, yeah, I, I lost know. my two best friends. So he's like, the it's the reality is the only thing he quote lost is the second part, <laughs> not the first part. Agreed. Ag- agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. They mm-hmm. had not been together for a very long time. Yes. Yes. Um, a year. And uh, and he's <laughs> like, put a and, point on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, like, I'm kind of stoked to have a new friend. Like, I don't know. This kind of feels cool. Like, you know? Um, And, like, it's really nice to just be in the present. 
with someone. Well, because he says, like, you know, yeah, sure. Like, when I was a kid, I had a huge crush on you. But, like, that's not where I'm at. Like, <laughs> and I also don't think that's where you're at. Yeah. And, like, he's like, you know, that's not what I... <laughs> That's not what I'm looking for. Like, we are just friends. And, and like, he seems very, very genuine about this. Like, I totally buy it. I totally buy it, too. I, I completely agree. Um, yeah. And then Gretchen's like, okay, cool. Like, it's not a thing. Like, and that's the thing, right, is that, like, neither of them really make it a thing. Like, she's like, I have to ask this question. Yeah, I just want to and- lay a boundary right now that, like, we're friends, right? And if... I want you to know that's how I feel. And if you don't feel that way, we probably have to talk about it and like, see if what's going on here, you know? Yeah. And, and he's like, like, no, he's like, that's how I no, feel. We too. are friends and it, it, it feels believable, you know? So she's mm-hmm. like, okay, great. You know, perfect. And then she's like, do you want to dance or bounce? Yeah. And he <laughs> says bounce. <laughs> Stay tuned for what mm-hmm. the fuck that means. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Because we go back outside where Drew is taking Andy out, possibly for some fresh air, and they yeah. run smack into Pacey and Joey. Pacey and Andy. Yeah, yeah. And she <laughs> is high as a kite. I is mean, she's so, so high. high. <laughs> so high. She's like, I love you both. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> she tries to oh. hug them again, and Joey's yeah, like, and I'm good. We already hugged. Thank you. <laughs> and like, yeah. And she like gives. Pacey like a huge hug and she's like Joey you're so nice I mean except for that time you dumped (laughs) Dawson for Pacey (laughs) what I'm like okay first of all I know Andy's high that's not what happened (laughs) that's not what happened and then Andy's like who can blame you though because it's Pacey (laughs) and then she's like oh shit Pacey you are the love of my life and I'm like so not over you, and I'm like Joey's right there. Oh my god! I know. And then like, and, and Joey's like, I didn't know that. Well, I gotta say, like to me, you know, we've been talking a lot about like where we think that the show kind of lost the plot with Andy. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think it's I don't know if there's a I've said a specific time that I thought I don't know if there is actually a specific time. And I think that might be the problem. Mm-hmm. I think it's this whole storyline that she never gets over him. Mm. I think like the fact that they never let her move out of the Pacey realm is like the problem with with Andy's character. I think it's why it's she's the so same stunted. as Dawson's character. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you can't. Kick I mean, Dawson off a show it does called Dawson's feel Creek. Believable to me, like I, it's I mean, a, I, bad, I think yeah. you could be. You're right, you know, or like there's truth to what you're saying, but like. I mean, Pacey is like so awesome. And then you like break up in this way that like you didn't want, you weren't ready for it. And like you lose your virginity to them. You're so young. I do think it could take like a year to get over him. I I don't disagree with you. But what I think is that for a teen drama, like she's got to get over him. Right. And I I think (laughs) that she intellectually is like over him but like her heart isn't you know and we I think that we see that a lot and it does I don't know it kind of feels authentic to me that you'd be like I'm over you in the sense that like I'm not going to try to get back together with you I know that's on the table but like I like lost my virginity to you I like was in love with you and like this is super complicated like I don't know I I do think that feels authentic you don't think so I do think so 
I'm not saying that. I think that in the context of teen drama, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. in the context of actual life, yeah, sure. But I mean, let's be clear, that's not what we're talking about. That's we're true. talking yeah, about fair point. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know, and so my thing is like I think that the problem with the character of Andy McPhee on the show Dawson's Creek is that she, she couldn't date Drew. <laughs> she, I mean, you know, she gets Will for three episodes, kind of, not really. Super weird, yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah, she she needed, I mean, I don't, and I don't, I hate that it's like, oh, they gotta have a love interest. But there's this part of me that's like, not only does she not have a love interest, she doesn't seem to have anything. yeah. It's like episode to episode, she kind of every once in a while will have like a little thing that she has for like, mm-hmm. but like there's never a moving forward. Right. There's no like storyline that's only hers, you know, which is mm-hmm. why this episode's so awesome. It's all about I her agree. and her storyline, you know? I agree. Because Joey looks horrified <laughs> that Pacey, um, that Andy has just admitted this. And Pacey's yeah. like, are you okay? Yeah. (laughs) And I'm so sorry, but it is so hard for me to believe. I don't care if you've never seen someone high before. It is so hard for me to believe that you would see Annie McPhee acting like this and not immediately jump to the conclusion that she is on drugs. Especially if you had a rave. (laughs) (laughs) It seems crystal clear to me. Mm -hmm. This is a person that has taken some mood altering substance. Yeah, and you would feel like, I don't know, it also feels inauthentic for Pacey to not be concerned about this, too. Yeah, I agree. Like, we, like, just, like, you know, contextually, like, we were, like, in fear about, like, roofies. Yeah, totally. I mean, and like people I'm like still... spiking your drink and everything. I mean, we we still are, but like this was like the like the the, the big heyday. push on that yeah. messaging, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I feel like there was a big push about that messaging at raves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're at a rave, like, this Watch is your the thing. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. And, like, so Pacey and Joey look shook. Both of them are yeah. like, what the fuck just happened? And Andy's like, I'm just celebrating. Sorry. Like, whatever. We're going to go, yeah, and we're like, gonna go we're gonna bounce. Like, do you want to come with us? Come bounce with us. And they're yeah. like, no. Um. Yeah, so then we we come back into the rave, and I believe this is where we get our third Chemical Brothers song, Leave Home, from their 1995 album Exit Planet Dust. Um, and inside, Jen finds Jack, who's yeah. dancing with some gals. Yeah. That he just met. <laughs> like, have you seen Andy? And he's like, meet these two girls. And Jack's, Jen's, like, Jen's like, cool, thanks. Hi. Well, I told you to look out for Andy. Where the fuck is she? We need I to think go find. He's her. high too, right? <laughs> I mean, he's kind of seems high. <laughs> he seems super high the whole time too. I know. I don't think he. He's just high on life. Jack's high. Yeah. On, high he's on definitely rave. high. You've already made the case he's a stoner. So like, <laughs> he maybe had some brownies or something. Yeah, he's yeah. hella high in this yeah. scene too. He's just he <laughs> smoked a little weed and is kind of like eh, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Who hasn't? Uh, who amongst us has not? Um, <laughs> and Jen's like, come, Jack, come with me. We have to find Andy. And Jack's like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, what are we doing? Like, she's okay. fine. We're all fine. We're going to have fun, you know? Yeah. And Jen's like, we just need to make sure she's okay. Like, she's with Drew and like, we need to go find her. Yeah. And like, this is the moment when she should have just told Jack. I agree. I agree. Definitely. 
because so we go then to Dawson and Gretchen who are bouncing in this like huge bounce house looks amazing Dawson falls on Gretchen and they have this like weird moment I know what it's so awkward yes where it's like he almost kisses her does he like I can't well like it kind of feels that way like I'm with you so this is what I think happened okay Joey says like you know he'll have a crush on you and then he'll his he'll be awoken again <laughs> and you won't know it and then he'll become like obsessed he's a curse <laughs> and yeah. I feel like that's what happened in this moment right no I, I'm, I'm like I, I don't disagree it's fucking awkward because like, they, like they're laughing they're having fun they fall he falls on top of her but like not like like he he's has his hands like holding up above yeah. her and you they do a shot of his face and it's like funny and then all of a sudden his face like flushes and changes right. and you're like he's been awoken <laughs> <laughs> the north remembers <laughs> and like Andy and Drew come in to bounce. I mean, honestly, also, I just want to say that at the age of 37, this bounce house looks like a nightmare to me. So dangerous. I would be so tired and out of breath. And like, Yeah, I've been into bounce houses like, you know, recently, I guess now that means two years ago. But yeah, uh, yeah it's super fun. But like after like five or 10 minutes, you're like, OK, I'm done. I'm done. Exactly. exactly. We're out of here. <laughs> OK. So, so Andy, they come in and bounce and then Andy like starts to get dizzy and like looks really bad. And she's kind of like, oh, I have a headache. Yeah. And, and they're she... like, are you okay? like Dawson's like, are you okay? And Drew's like, Andy, what's going on? And then like we see the, the screen yeah. kind of like flashes and like gets all, yeah. like hilarious. <laughs> but like she collapses just as Jack and Jen walk up mm-hmm. and then Pacey and Joey also appear somehow. Oh, who Weird. knows how? Yeah. And Jack like screams for help, and then Jen yeah. and Drew like share this look, like, "Oh, yeah, fuck, like, we've seen this like, before." Oh, fuck. And like, <laughs> whatever. I mean, y- the thing is, Drew's like this, like whatever, like trying to walk her through this rolling experience, but he's not like handing her enough water. So I mean, no of- one ever hands her a glass of water, and. Not, we must say, if you are doing ecstasy, drink a fuckload of water. More water than you think. Yeah. Like- <laughs> Before, during, and after. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so she collapses. They take her to the medical tent. Okay. I just need to pause here. Okay. First of all, LOL. What? A nurse twin? Okay. But second of all, like, why can't we have this at all, Raves? We should. We should just normalize this. We also should have like a drug testing. Like you can get like simple drug tests so that you know what is what, you know, like the the way that we treat drugs in America or just like, I don't know, in the Western, I guess on the world, you know, Mm. is like, it's really problematic, you know? And so like a lot of deaths and these events could be prevented, you know, Um, like how fucking amazing there was a nurse right there. Yeah, because they take her to this medical tent. Then they and there's <laughs> take yeah, her they blood like, pressure. Like yeah, there's like a trained medical professionals that aren't high. They're there to just be like on site right. for. And the they're ecstasy. like, "What did she take?" And Jack's like, "She's on Nardole." And then Jen goes, "And she took ecstasy." Yeah, 
And then point two, there is an ambulance just waiting there. Yep. Fucking amazing. This is amazing. Right. Because she like, they, you know, we go straight into the ambulance where they put Andy in. The guy's like, anyone coming? And Jack jumps in and like, Jen's like, okay, let me come too. And Jack looks at her and is like, I think you've done enough. Oh my God. So yeah. This is when um, this is going to get weird. blamed on Jen. Yeah, yeah, this is, feels weird. This, I'm still uncomfortable saying it, but this is when my fiance was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, of course, of course, they're going to make Jen out to be the bad guy, <laughs> bad person. So stupid. It's obviously yeah. that creepy guy, <laughs> and it's true. They're just like, I mean, it's there's no bad like, person here. Actually, Jack immediately turns on Jen for like. It like I it's weird because like I see how scared he is, but yeah. the 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 vitriol he slings at her like it feels inauthentic yeah. to Jack that we know to their and friendship their too. friendship too mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so like like of course he's like freaking out and angry but like he just looks at her and he's like you fucking done enough like right. you know and it's like it's so wild yeah because jen's like i didn't know she was on this medication and like jack's like it doesn't matter you gave my sister drugs she and, didn't like, the ambulance takes off i know she didn't Aaron. i know i know <laughs> i know i'm not saying you don't <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i just think like i agree with you like i think that i hate that jack turns on her I'm I always give space like when you're in one of these situations that like people lash out and do absolutely weird ass shit but it does feel it does feel like you know uh, it feels a a step too far well it's a gross assumption like that like Jen gave it to her like you know she just knew that she was on it so like there that's a big leap that Jack had to make in his head you know which shows like a like like that indicates that he has a deep judgment of Jen, but like, I don't think that that's true. You I know? agree. I agree. So when, after the ambulance leaves, like Dawson does come up and offer Jen a, a ride person. to the hospital. A good yeah. Friend. Yeah. I agree. Like, hey, do you want to ride to the hospital? And she's like, no, no. I'm just going to go home. Yeah. Because she knows Jack really well and knows how mad he is at her. Right. And she, everyone else kind of like doesn't really look at Jen. Like it's they kind so of just like fire. Yeah. Dawson's yeah. like, all right, let's go. And like Joey can't even look at her. And it's like, yeah. what is going yeah. on? Like this I is know. this is Drew's fault. If you're gonna blame someone, that guy's a piece of shit here. Yeah. I mean it's I don't even know if I, 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 I don't even know if I agree with that. It's no one's fault. I don't fault. think it's anyone's fault, but if yeah. you were in the position where you want to blame someone, wouldn't you blame Drew? Yeah, I mean, he's the one who brought the ecstasy into this world. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I just, like, I don't think it's... Not that anyone's, anyone's bothered to ask. Yeah, but. like, I just don't think this is anyone's fault. But, like, it's like, if you're trying to make these gross assumptions, you're like, okay, Jen gave her the drugs. Where did Jen get the drugs from? Drew. Okay, the drugs came from Drew. Jen didn't ask for the drugs from Drew. <laughs> no, it's just like, yeah. if you're jumping through all these hoops, you're just jumping through them to, like, punish Jen for no reason. Right. So so Drew is like out there with them and he comes up and he's like, you know, how is she to Jen? And Jen looks at him and they have this like very knowing moment as two people that have like done this drug a lot. And uh, she's just like, or seen people or, like, right, right, right. 
you know seeing people have bad reactions jen's like not good and drew's like okay i'll take you home and like i like that because i just want to say like aren't we supposed to believe drew is high as well like okay anyways oh that's a good point i didn't think that but that's a good point um But, like, we go then straight to Jen's house where I just mean walking. that he's driving. That's all. No, yeah. I, I understood. Yeah, yeah. I, I understood what you're saying. Well, I know you do, but it's <laughs> oh, clear. <okay. laughs> oh, right. Not everyone can read each other's minds like we yeah. do. Um, <laughs> sorry, I forgot. Uh, so she's, like, Jen, we go to Jen's house and she's, like, telling Drew, like, you know, at the park, all the warning signs were there. Like, I, I kind of knew she was going to do this. Yeah. And Drew's, like... <laughs> this is not your fucking fault what the fuck's happening like yeah are you blaming yourself like if you should feel bad like it should be because like your friends are icing you yeah and he's like why are you playing this martyr like this is nothing to do with you and you know drew's like jen's like i hate how you twist everything but Drew, like, is very actually, like, astute. I know, like, spot on. <laughs> on Monday, these people are going to act like this is your fault. And they're all, you're always going to be this banished bad seed. And so, you, like, you get to play that role so you, they can feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's not wrong. I, I don't know. I mean, just seeing the way Jack turned on her, like, indicates that he has that in him. Totally. If I'm honest, you know? Totally. Like, yeah. And Drew's kind of like, we need each other, which I was like, mm, step too far. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure I agree with that. But okay. That's where the Abby Morgan part comes in. <laughs> right. And like, and he says, you know, we're coming from the same place. We're both kind of the same amount of damaged. And like, then Jen is like, no, no, we came from the same place, but I've been fucking doing work for three years and yeah. now we are miles apart and I intend to keep it that way. And like, She's like, I'm going to go inside and call and see how my friend is doing. And I'm like, good for her. I mean, Jen for president? Like, what more can we, what <laughs> heap of praise can we throw on Jen? She's the best. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we go to the hospital then when everyone's like waiting to hear and Jack like comes out with the update and that Andy is stabilized. Mm-hmm. And like that this basically like the medication like reacted with the ecstasy and it gave her like this hypertensive crisis um and he's like super upset and is like she could have died and then his ex-girlfriend joey gets up and gives him this huge hug just because like i was like this tangle this like tangled web no no, i totally agree i had that exact note because like of what way this story is gonna go yeah yeah. like (laughs) the person who comforts him is his ex-girlfriend who's seen his dick (laughs) erect (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh 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 and that's interesting like why don't they have more friends okay cool (laughs) yeah yeah and like then she's standing next to joey's ex dawson as she hugs her ex jack yeah and then and so jack's like andy's gonna stay overnight but like y'all should just leave because like Mm -hmm. she's she wouldn't want you staying and like you can see her in the morning you know yeah I want to say my note to all the exes is y'all need to go to college. Yeah. <laughs> like, God. This is a real incestuous bunch. Yeah. So, so Pacey's like. Yeah. So they all get up to leave and Pacey yeah. kind of stays sit- seating and, um, and Gretchen's like, 
Pace, are you okay? And he's like, no, I'm not okay. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. And he's like, I should have known. Like, I, I should have known. And, and he's Joey like, I com- did know. Yeah. Yeah. And Joey comforts him. She's yeah. like, like, you didn't like, no, like, no, don't sink into this. Well, and also I want to give Dawson credit, which is that he's like, even if you realized how bad this was, you could not have done done anything. anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so Pacey looks Joey in the eyes and he's like, is it okay if I stay here? Which is so sweet. I know. I agree. I agree. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, totally. Like, you know it's fine. Do you want me to keep you company? And he's like, no, 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 that's fine. But like, I'll call you when I get home. And she like hugs him and kisses his shoulder, which, you know, like I'm a sucker for a knot. Like I'm a sucker for kisses <laughs> that aren't on the mouth. Um, And yeah. like gives her his jacket for a pillow and then gives him a forehead kiss. It's like a, it's a double whammy and it's I just so can barely handle it. Cute. Yeah. Um, and it's just like fascinating because like, it would be hard to imagine this in the reverse where like Joey stayed with Dawson. Mm. Well, I think, I think, well, would PC be okay with that? It's hard for me to say. There's a part of me that thinks that he would, he would like in the, at that night. Because it's different. He probably would have stayed there as well Mm -hmm. because he's, he's pretty close with, but Joey's close with Andy. I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's Yeah. I think that is that's an interesting question i i don't know that i have an answer but i'll think about it mm-hmm. um so 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 the three dawson gretchen and joey leave and then we go like to gretchen and pacey's and like dawson walks her to the dawson, door Dawson like walks her to the door that's what i mean is i think it's been awoken <laughs> the kraken <laughs> um and he's like you know dawson's like well that ended badly but i'm kind of glad we <laughs> we went still (laughs) yeah (laughs) and like as he's walking away Gretchen kind of is like you know I want to tell you that like your friendship means a lot to me and that like you've made this transition which could have been really awful like enjoyable and you know she kind of thanks him it's like it's really hard to come back you know and like Mm -hmm. you've been awesome so Dawson walks back to his car where Joey's standing there Looking like at the I stars. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird where they like all got out of the car. I guess they're just like hyped up on adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, what we're supposed totally. to think. So they're like, uh and Joey's because he's like, Joey's like, I'm not even tired. I like um just whatever. <laughs> Dawson's like, Well, are you hungry? Yeah. So Okay, so then we go to the hospital and we get the opening of Ava Cassidy's amazing cover of Sting's Fields of Gold. Mm-hmm. So I read a little bit that Ava Cassidy actually became like worldwide famous after her death, mm-hmm. um, which was at 33 from oh. Melanoma in oh 1996. Yeah. And basically this cover of Fields of Gold and she did one of Over the Rainbow were played on the BBC radio and became these huge hits. Um, she was a DC based. So people in DC knew who she was, but like um, she, her fame, like this blew up after she died. Oh, um, wow. and it is a fucking great version. Of yeah, song. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Andy like apologizes to Mr. McPhee yeah. and he's like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm just so happy. You're okay. Like, you know, and then Jack's like, I'm, I'm fucking mad. mad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and, like we kind of see like this reversal where like when jack came out the way andy behaved you know where uh-huh. she just was like 
what are you doing to our family? Blah, blah, blah. Like, this is the way Jack is acting towards Andy. He's just like, you cannot be this reckless. Everything our family's been through and you're going to put us through even more. Like, you cannot mm-hmm. be doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think Jack's being whack, but I understand where he's coming from. Uh, see, and now I don't think Jack's being whack. I 100% understand where he's coming from mm-hmm. and have definitely yelled something similar like this at my mother about COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, as someone who just recently lost my dad, you know, I was like, Do, don't you fucking dare be an idiot about this. This, I virus. mean, the reality is like our... Uh, prohibition and absurdity about drugs means that her doctor didn't tell her she couldn't do ecstasy no i i mean i hear like how would she know that they would mix like i don't think all i don't think that's the case of all like you know what i mean like you don't know no i hear it i hear it i hear it but i also understand where jack's coming from and like (laughs) no i said i I see a lot of myself in that right i understand where he's coming from but i just think like like she didn't know what she was. She didn't have all the facts, you know? Sure. Sure. But so, you know, Jack's like, or Mr. McPhee's like, you know, we're going to get through this. Like, you know, we just have to communicate as a family. And then he says, you have to tell us what you're going through, Andy. And I'm like, now wait a second. Cause she did actually tell Jack. She told right. Jack that she couldn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And like, and nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is interesting because I were seeing the way that Mr. McPhee is towards his daughter. Mm. And like we have our, we have seen a lot of the way he is towards his son. Yeah. And while like I think we're supposed to be like, oh, isn't he a good guy? Because he canceled that work <laughs> trip and like tried to build his relationship with dad I or with Jack. Like I'm no, that's no. not where my head goes. I'm not I do sold not on him. That. Yeah. I'm not sold on that, you know? Yeah. And we've seen, like, because of all the behavior we have seen towards the way he acted towards Jack, you know? Right. And, like, even, like, we could imagine that his, the way Jack describes his behavior, like, that we, when we don't know the McPhees, like, you know, the, the, the past or whatever, it's, like, you see the way in which people from this class groom girls to accept bad behavior from men and they groom boys to be competitive, you know, mm-hmm. with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I think that's a good point. Um, but then Pacey walks in with 25 cent coffee just in case you <laughs> want to feel old um, from a machine. And Andy's super happy that he stayed and, and he's like, yeah, yeah. I didn't have it's just interesting. It's like the three most important men in yeah. her life are around her, you know? Yeah. And she does like, to her credit, she goes to apologize for what she said. And he's like, don't even think about it. Like, it's just matters that you're okay. Yeah. And so then we go back out. We go out to the dock where so Ava Cassidy's Fields of Gold is still playing. And Dawson and Joey walk out on the end of Dawson's dock. And you know she says this thing that like feels so goddamn real to me which is like it feels like we don't deserve this sunrise after the night we just had and i was like that is such a mood like i have had those nights where you're like (laughs) yeah 
And then Joey's like, season four has been really dramatic, hasn't it been? <laughs> season four has been really real. <laughs> There's like, like a boat with Jen and Pacey. Yeah. Drug overdose. Right. Like, is this one more wild than season two? <laughs> That's exactly what she said. <laughs> um, but also I want to say that like, there's is something really real. I do remember my senior year, like there were a couple of things that happened that like you kind of like your cloak of invincibility of being young kind of got shaken a little bit. Um, like I had a friend who cracked her skull. Um, my God, we were, we were fucking around in a parking lot and she fell off the back of a moving car, um, and cracked her skull. So I had some big things happen to me around this time too, where like, I remember Joey and Pace or Joey and Dawson's like um, conversation feeling really real. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And like, you know, Dawson sort of says like parties used to be like birthday cake and bowling alleys. And now they're like these adventures that can kill you. High risk adventures that could kill you. And I was like, do we not remember that wedding that Abby Morgan died at? (laughs) (laughs) Also, you can do ecstasy at a bowling alley. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, I like, I don't know. Like, I think that it's a false equivalence that Dawson is equating like these parties as being like the risk factor. And that's just like this like narrative of Puritanism that we have in America, you know, like I just like you said, you can do ecstasy anywhere, (laughs) which is why we doctors should tell kids on Nardal not to do it you know <laughs> totally totally well and Dawson says this thing where he's like you know another perk of the new millennium that can actually kill you this party thing and I'm like this is is this around the time we realized that we were like a different generation like I, I can't mm-hmm. tell but like there seem to be signs you know yeah I, I, like I, you the know, word it, is shaking at the top they're like millennium we used to say <laughs> millennium and now we say millennials yeah. you millennials, know yeah, yeah totally exactly I was like huh and and Joey's kind of like, you know, in less than a year, we're going to be out of here. And, like, it's kind of sad to think that, like, you know, after living down the creek for all this time, like, we're not, we can't row our boats to each other anymore. Yeah. And, like, no one's going to be rowing boats to each other's houses, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and like, Dawson's, Dawson's like, like, well, you just yeah. got to give your boat to Alexander because I'm going to have a little brother or sister. Yeah. And Joey's so excited. She's so excited. She hugs them. She hugs them. And like, them and, again, yeah. it's like just a weird plot line. I just need to get over it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're hung up on this, Aaron. I mean, it is. But like, you know, Joey's like, oh, well, this wouldn't be capeside without a little Leary running around. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, also not with a little Potter. I mean, if we're going to do that. But I like, know. I completely agree. <laughs> And then Joey's like, oh, saying that just made me feel like really old. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Dawson's like, yeah, nothing propels you into adulthood faster than the next generation. And uh, Gen Z, I welcome you. I do too. Please, God, uh, we need bring you. Bring me such peace and hope and <laughs> I know. excitement, you know? <laughs> yeah, you do not make me feel old. You make me feel better. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, and she just kind of gets real. Like she wants to jump back into their old friendship where they yeah. can like talk about like their her fears and feelings and she's just like it's yeah. hard to imagine what's next. Like it's hard to believe that like you know next year like 
we won't be in each other's lives in the same way. Yeah. And he's like, he gets to be mean. Yeah, he does. He's like, well, you did pretty well for three months. And she's like, she stands firm. Yeah. She's like, I think you know what I mean. And he says, I do. And then they kind of just sit quietly next to each other with the Eva Cassidy song playing. And like, it's really beautiful, but also it kind of fucking hurts. Like this ending. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that's painful. It's sad because like, obviously Joey's fighting for to get back their friendship and Dawson's still really hurt by it, you know? So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you wish you could say to Joey, just like, stop fighting it. Like, give him what he wants. Remember how you felt, you know? Yeah. Um, It's hard to see him lash out at her, you know? And like, again, I've always maintained, like, I just like the narrative that Andy had, that's just like, they're rewriting it. Like Joey didn't break up with Dawson. Yeah. (laughs) If anything, Dawson broke up with Joey. I mean, yeah. Like I just feel like the actual narrative is what Joey said. Like we got to see the way Joey feels where she's like, yeah, he has a crush on you. And then like, you think it's over and then out of the blue, it comes back and he becomes completely obsessed with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Um, totally. Well, I like this episode a lot. I think it's really interesting. Um, I do hate that whenever someone does drugs on a television show, like that has has to to end like like, this. I totally agree with you. Like sometimes you just do drugs and it's fun and then it's over. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I know they can't. I understand the like realities of television, but like, ugh. yeah. So, who are you rooting for? Um, I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for Andy. Yeah, and I'm rooting for Jen. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I, you know, I'm glad Andy got into Harvard. Good for her. Yeah, amazing. I. I you know, I think it's hard and I think, I think it is, I think that college, particularly for someone in Andy's like socioeconomic class and Andy's like the, in the like, like educational tier that she's in, mm-hmm. like, I think college is such the thing that's like the only thing you're focused on for so fucking long Yeah, that like, I understand, I really deeply understand like getting to this point and then being like wait I'm not feeling the thing that I thought I was supposed to feel (laughs) yeah and like I think that's really real to me Um, yeah and I think the way that it's like kind of sold to you is like yeah and then you'll get into a good college and everything will be amazing but then you don't (laughs) like that's just like the first step of all these many many unknowns you know and so like you've put all your eggs into like yeah then once I get that (laughs) <laughs> everything will work out and yeah. then it's like oh wait what like and then you kind of feel like the people that mentored you and and helped you form that <laughs> that narrative you don't trust them you know because no one prepared totally. you for like all the other stuff and so that would feel that feels really scary too um totally. and like yeah chasing and excitement is is hard <laughs> you know chasing a feeling is hard (laughs) totally 100 percent. i mean i think you know i think this is a hard time and i think we don't talk about how hard it is because it's also an exciting time 
but there's, Mm -hmm. it's hard too. I completely agree. I felt like that was one of the scariest parts of senior year is everyone's always just like your parents are just telling you how exciting it is. And like, Mm -hmm. you're going to love college. And you're like, but like, I have spent every moment of my life that I can remember going to school with these kids, you know, Mm -hmm. or with like, you know, in, in, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. living with my parents and all this stuff. So why aren't we acting about all these huge changes that are going to happen? Like, this is kind of wild, you Mm -hmm. know, like what? (laughs) this is so bizarre. And like everyone, since no one's talking about it, you feel like those feelings are specific and unique to you. And so you're like, Oh, I'm the only one being a weirdo, you know? I have to say, unless you, like me, just listened to nothing but the Get Up Kids album, Something to Write Home About, yeah. in your senior year of high school, and then you felt like, oh, the Get Up Kids understand me. <laughs> yeah. That's all I listened to for an entire year. Yeah, I saw them like three times live my senior year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that, I mean, I, you know, I'm rooting for Pacey and Joey and I'm rooting for Jack and whatever, but, and Gretchen, but like, and, you know, and a little bit Dawson and Gretchen being friends. Mm-hmm. But I think the main takeaways are Andy and Jen from this episode. Definitely. Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So for our listener corner, mm-hmm. this is from Rachel, uh, Boston correspondent. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Rachel? Um, I think you touched on some interesting ideas about Jen and her past and if if shows really take a drug positive approach when it comes to teens. As to if it's believable Jen took drugs back in New York, I have always thought that tracked her casual attitude towards what I call a pretty serious drinking problem in season two makes it feel believable to me. Mm. Yes, drinking and doing drugs aren't the same, but often they go hand in hand, especially with teens who are still figuring out their positions of cho- their poisons of choice. Sure. I think teen shows have come a long way in using a sex positive approach, but it's not so much with drugs. And when I say drugs, I mean, she's from California. I mean, harder than weed or even mushrooms. Yeah. I'm mostly thinking about Coke or E, et cetera. Yeah. I couldn't actually think of any shows that had teens experimenting or casually using these drugs without negative repercussions. And I understand that it's a slippery slope and you need to consider the target audience and whether it's appropriate or helpful to be encouraging teens to experiment with these things. But similar to sex, I think there is room for a nuanced conversation and I haven't seen one, Mm -hmm. one yet. She has some examples. In Gossip Girl, Serena did coke with a couple and the guy ended up ODing and she annoyingly considered herself a murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Jess did E at a rager in the OC and almost drowned in the pool. Right. Emily Valentine liked (gasps) Euphoria and, but it ultimately ended up drugging Brando against his will and then handling their subsequent breakup very badly. Yeah. Buffy drew a clear connection between drugs and a certain type of dark magic spell. Willow got so addicted she had to go to rehab and was even um, and this was even post high school. And then we all know what happened to those pill drews those pills drew leaves for Jen. Mm. Can you think of any shows that handled this better or and is that even desirable? I mean, teen shows? 
no, no. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I, I think... even like Euphoria, the new mm-hmm. show on mm-hmm. HBO, mm-hmm. like they have a lot of drug use and I feel like it's super nuanced and interesting, but it still feels a little bit punishing and bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Skins, which is a UK show. So like, it, I don't know if you can include that in this conversation just because we're talking about puritanical American society. It <laughs> de- they have a lot of drug use, but I don't know if you necessarily see it like, you do see it more so with like with less punishment, like, mm. you know, but there is a lot of punishment with the like with it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I <laughs> the teen show I watched most recently is Dairy Girls. Right. And there is a scene where they have weed laced scones um, or scones, as mm-hmm. the British would say. Um, and uh, sorry, not to equate British people and Irish people. I do know that those are different and <laughs> at odds with each other. Yeah. Don't worry. Please don't email us about that. Um, but, um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the funny of it is that like the scones get out at a, at a funeral. <laughs> the oh, adult, some of the adults yeah, yeah. start eating them, um, which is pretty hilarious. But yeah, I mean, I don't think, there's not a nuanced way that people actually I have not seen that of people actually taking drugs. Right. Like I guess I mean I recently rewatched Six Feet Under and there is uh-huh. some like nuance to like people taking drugs on that show. You it's know, not a and teen like show, but yeah. it's not a teen show. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. I mean there's a yeah. teenager in it. <laughs> totally. Who is high on meth when she finds out her dad dies, which is I like, know. kind of funny. <laughs> <I love> <laughs> Yeah. So I followed up with her and I was like, you took the bait. Like I wanted to I someone to ask this, you know, like, because yeah. personally I do think it's a problem. I do just, too. you know, like it, it's a problem. And especially since like, as we're like, what I said to her was like, I think it's twisted that we have this idea of legal drugs and illegal drugs, like the legal ones that the doctors prescribe you and the illegal ones mm-hmm. that are, um, on this schedule that it's racist <laughs> like don't get it twisted the prohibition of weed is racist um oh you know and yeah, like uh, the drug war madness. is racist like you know so like but we create this line of like oh okay but then what we saw was that like there is these really horrific drugs that are being prescribed by doctors and subsidized by insurance companies and like create like pretty hideous drug problems, you know, with opioids. Sure. So she follows up and says, Rachel follows up and says, I totally agree that it's fucked up the way opiates can get prescribed. But if you do quote street drugs, you're considered a total loadie. I wonder how much the conversation in both real life and on shows is shifting now that weed is getting legalized in so many states at the same time that we are finally starting to hold big pharma accountable for the opioid epidemic. But that still doesn't get to the problem that we need to address the framework of how we think about drugs. And just because someone gets a prescription doesn't mean that it's insanely dangerous. Does dare even exist (laughs) anymore? (laughs) I'm going to say that um, the podcast you're wrong about does a great episode about dare. I don't think it's about dare, Mm. but it deal. Oh, fuck. I'll try to find which one it is because they talk about how dare was basically complete and utter bullshit and like did nothing good. Um, But I will say um, I I totally agree. There's a little bit more. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, she says, not that it was, I got excited. (laughs) No, no, it's okay. 
Not that it was any good, but I guess I'm legit curious what kids are learning about drugs in schools these days. If we know that abstinence-only education does not in any way per, any way prevent STIs or teenage pregnancy, then it seems only logical that taking a similar approach to drugs will still have the same parentheses lack of impact. I am curious too, what would be the ideal message for teens to be? Hmm. I mean, that's hard, the ideal messaging. Um, You know, I think what's so I I think personally, yeah, okay, go ahead. Sorry, I just want to say like really quickly that like, one of the things that I think about like something like teen shows is like it, I think a lot of them show people taking like their mom's pills, like these pills that we all just have lying around houses now. And like, and like, at like Ativan and like Ritalin and like all these like prescription medications that like are just in people's like cabinets that like I feel like we've kind of grappled with that a lot more and like both the like way that people just casually take these drugs and then also the way that like some of them can go wrong. I mean, I think that that's actually been a lot more of a nuanced conversation than like actual drugs that are on the schedule, you know? Right, 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 right. So. Yeah, I mean, like I am who I am. So ultimately, I think a lot of this stuff boils down to having really like lessons on boundaries and conversations about boundaries, you know, because Mm -hmm. like there's, I just think that, you know, your poison of choice, you need to have boundaries around it, whether it's drinking, tobacco, gambling, or like, you know, weed Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, I think I would like to see like in the way in which like say Dawson's Creek handled like Andy's, uh, mental illness if we saw like a drug abuse handled similarly you know where like mm-hmm. you could have like a like a side by side of like some people can use the same exact amount of drugs and be fine you know quote unquote and then some people might like be addicted you know or like mm-hmm. might it might be problematic just because the, the reality is even with like prescription drugs it's still unique to your unique body chemistry and your like experience and your life you know who you are individually which is why things can be really problematic on that end as well you know but I do think it's a disservice to just be like drugs are bad and then you OD and then your friends hate you (laughs) and it's like I don't know if that's really imparting the framework to how to have these conversations about about this because we can all acknowledge that kids are going to encounter drugs at some point in their life whether or not they do it or not they're going to encounter them so do you want to leave them totally blind (laughs) in that situation personally no I don't you know I don't you know I know my parents were like well you can drink when you're in high school but wait till you're in college to do drugs but they didn't like say anything of like what beyond that you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's like necessarily was good enough because then I had to establish my own boundaries on that so like I have my own personal boundaries on drugs that differ from a lot of people um Mm -hmm. But that was more of like just making a choice within myself and not like a conversation about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think like it's that's interesting because 
I, I had a similar experience to you kind of in that my parents, I mean, I, I'm Italian American, so I drinking like, yeah, we, I was given wine. Culturally Catholic. Catholic. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so like drinking was always like not a big deal. And like in my family, like when you turn, basically when you went to college, like you were allowed to kind of like have beers with dinner and whatever, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and then, um, but I know that like, and my dad, I mean, I've said this before, my dad basically trafficked marijuana for quite some time and grew it in our backyard. Um, and so, you know, it wasn't ever a secret that my parents had done drugs. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. literally, my <laughs> there's still a box that my mom made my dad that's an old stash box um that like is like decoupaged with mushrooms all over it like you know i mean mm-hmm. my, my parents were hippies and they definitely did drugs and yeah. LSD, you know stuff like that i mean i i think from but i i agree that it wasn't talked about to me in that way of like here's what's acceptable and here's what's not acceptable i mean mm-hmm. i had a i had a lot of because of the place i grew up i had a lot i knew a lot of people that were addicted to drugs at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, when I was 14, um, a person that I sort of knew who was 15 died of a heroin overdose. Um, mm-hmm. And I had a couple of friends who were addicted to crack cocaine. And I had, mm-hmm. um, I had some friends that were, um, I had a lot of friends that got addicted to meth. I, when we were in high school, it was sort of when meth started becoming really popular. Yeah. Um, and like, and so I, I knew a lot of people that did meth and, and I, as of now, I would say almost everyone that I know that stayed in Santa Cruz and never left, um, has been addicted to meth at some point. Yeah. Um, and so, so that was something that like, I really saw and understood as like, okay, not that. Yeah. You know, that's not, that's my, and no, I, I also, I have to say being oh, like sorry. watching documentaries about meth and heroin, which were like big ones when we were kids yeah. and being like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to say hard pass, never going to try that. <laughs> just yeah. no, no. And yeah. I remember like when we were in college, there was a big heroin bust and I was like, I didn't, I can't believe people our age are doing heroin. Like, I remember saying that to someone, like, I'm stunned, to be honest. (laughs) Well, it was, well, what I'm talking about wasn't you, but I probably said it to several people. (laughs) I was like, I'm stunned. Like, this is wild to me. Um, And, and I was like, I just like, like, I don't know how you get into heroin. Like, if I was at a party and someone said, do you want to try this heroin? I'd be like, I'm okay. Thank you. You know? And the person I said that to was like, I'd probably try it. And I was like, stunned at that too yeah, that's that is stunning that definitely wasn't me no I mean most of the people that I knew and the, the person that I knew that died of a heroin overdose it, it had been lace it had been given to him when he was having a bad reaction to something else mm. to kind of bring him down yeah, off yeah, of it yeah. and um which um, is why there should be nurses at parties no? <laughs> yeah I mean that's but, a tragedy yeah. in its own right right but like mm-hmm. I think, I mean, one of the things that I'm, I find myself very lucky about because I do, I come from a family that has addiction issues. I mean, I would argue that almost every member of my family is a pretty high functioning alcoholic. Um, and, 
I would say that I do not. One of the things that I find lucky about myself is I do not like being out of control. Mm-hmm. And thus, most drugs, I don't have. They're not fun for me. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I just have never like there's I mean, I've done I've done different kinds of drugs and almost every single kind. I'm like, hate this thing. Yeah. <laughs> never again. <laughs> so, like, I think just personally, I'm lucky that, like, that's not really something I've had to grapple with because mm-hmm. I am so I so much hate being out of control. Really, the only drugs I've ever really liked are alcohol and weed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know i i don't everything else it's just like there's an element of of out of controlness that i find very um disconcerting yeah totally for my just for my disposition so yeah exactly so that's why it's hard because these experiences are so unique to everyone i remember my dad saying that he's like i just don't like being out of control so everything i tried i just personally didn't like you know Yeah. yeah and you're like okay like sure yeah you know um i'm like can be a little bit more like frugal so i was like i just don't want to be addicted to anything i remember that being like <laughs> i don't know that's I don't why i never fucking money on that that's shit. why i really never picked up smoking either i was just like i oh, don't I know did. you know um, that's my one that i did have to give up <laughs> yeah yeah like, I, I couldn't imagine being addicted to someone but like it's hard i don't know i like the messaging like yeah, yeah. why are i want to talk you know we i wish talk it was about better. these things i wish it was better i obviously think the lack of it just on the whole, because you can see intergenerationally, the lack of it, like, you know, I, I'm going to make a speculation contributed to the opiate opioid crisis, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, it, it's obviously like a compounding problem that like, yeah. I hope those sweet, sweet children in Gen Z are going to change. <laughs> we support I mean, you. <laughs> we're here. What do you need from us? We're there to back you up. So thank you, Rachel, for taking yeah, the thanks, bait. Rachel. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Love you. And miss so, you, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. I hope you're doing well. Um, yeah. And then I think we have enough people that have emailed us about their experience with like kids that aren't going to college that we can start adding this at the end of each episode, but okay. only if y'all keep emailing us. So, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to bring this onto the pod. This is from Christina. Mm. As a college academic advisor, I often talk to students about the option of graduate school or moving into a career in, quote, industry. If we want to keep the bound, the quote, bound structure, perhaps industry bound could be a way to refer students moving into the working world after high school rather than college. It has become a pervasive myth that all skilled and lucrative careers require a college education that that job descriptions and hiring processes are set up to require the college degree, even though it is technically isn't necessary for the job at hand. My brilliant community college educated partner has been a technical, a highly technical manufacturing in a, sorry, in a highly technical manufacturing setting for over five years and is an engineer in everything but title simply because he lacks a four year degree. Mm. I really appreciate the, the opportunity to contribute into this discussion. Thank you for giving your listeners this space and thank you for my favorite weekly escape. 
team Pacey forever. <laughs> thank you. Aww, I didn't mean to leave that part in, but like, thank you. Um, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, we're awesome. Thank you. I like um, hearing it. <laughs> but yeah, so two things. Yeah, I love, um, love that. Industry, love industry Bound. Bound. Like I said, there's a few other I said it on last week. So I think we're going to do a poll probably. This comes out on Wednesday. So probably Sunday. We'll do it on Sunday and we'll okay. try to do like a poll for what we want to settle on. And then that's what this thing will be called this session. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's kind of wild that we require, like we say a college degree is required for jobs Mm -hmm. that don't require them. Um, that feels incredibly racist to me and a way to further oppress people of color and people that aren't born rich. You know, and like, let's be frank about that. (laughs) And, you know, it's interesting because at my company, I mean, that's a thing that we've talked about, like, you know, in publishing, people always think like, oh, God, you know, and and almost every job when I look at other jobs, you know, as one does, it's like must have a four year education. And in my company, we were like, yeah, we don't think that it helps. So, um, yeah, I mean, we have I have one, and I think my and my boss does have one. No, sorry, I don't think he does. Um, but like, our thing is like, we just want someone who's going to do the work. I don't give yeah. a shit if you. I don't give a shit if you've gone to college or not. You don't have to be able to like tell me how to you dissected Charles Dickens, um, <laughs> in order to run a PR campaign. Yeah, those two things don't have anything to do with each other. Exactly. So, no, yeah. it's so true. I mean, yeah, I've never worked anywhere that required one because that's just not like I don't believe in that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, whatever. I'm not gonna. We can have a different podcast about totally fucked up <laughs> shit in publishing, but um, but anyway, I think it's I think it's bullshit. A lot of publishing, I think it's bullshit. I mean, I get it if you're like copy editing and you need to know certain grammatical ticks. No, exactly. But I think you can learn that, and you don't skill. have to have a degree. Yeah, if it's a required skill, yeah, sure. you know, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super fascinating. So thank you for sharing your story, Christina. Yeah, thanks, and like Christina. I said, I want to continue this. So we have enough already, but keep emailing um, your thoughts, your concerns, your personal experiences, people you know, yeah. and what you want to bring into this conversation, dawsonscritique at gmail.com. So that would be really cool, I I think we can continue this for the rest of the season. Cool. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you always for your emails too. Um, yeah. You know, we're, we're doing it. <laughs> it's a time to be alive, you know, staying safe. Black lives matter, mm-hmm. defund the police. I'm yep. still seeing some faces in Congress. I don't want to be seeing anymore. So like, <sighs> fuck that, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, wild, know. wild time. Wear yeah. your mask, wash your hands. Yep. Take care. Take, take care. care of take care of yourself and your community. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know, it's not just you. It's your whole community. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us, like I said, get your stories in, your comments in um, about uh, non-college bound kids. We'll have a new term for that soon. Uh, Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. We want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. You can follow my Finsta 
at Aaron.Hensley. We have merch. I re I it's my own deadline, so I don't know why I'm explaining this to you about the February <laughs> merch, but <laughs> I am who I am. I'm trying to dismantle my perfectionism. Uh, but I have a new concept, so I'm doing a new thing for February, but it'll be out soon. Um uh, we have merch, uh, bit.ly slash Dawson's critique. And yeah, I, I also haven't mentioned this recently, but if you want to participate in this, we pay, um, if you're an artist, designer, anything, email yeah. us your portfolio, we'll, we'll pay you. I have, um, things that we're working on too. So just email us at Dawson's critique at gmail.com. And then you can order a book. <laughs> sorry, this is the capitalism part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Dawson's critique. Uh, sorry. Uh, I remember everything life lessons from Dawson's Creek uh, er available wherever you get your books. Let us shout out to our good friends at let's see, where do we want to go today? Let's do um, Magic City Books in mm. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Um, they are a black owned bookstore uh, and are really cool. Um, anyway, so um, we'll shout out them. Uh, please. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's it's Friday. Um, okay, so please <laughs> like us, subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. Uh, thank you to those of you who have. Um, it helps us immensely when you do that. Uh, my uh, online profile is at Pesty1079 <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know why I'm being weird today. <laughs> We'd like to thank, as always, Andrew Bush, who normally records us and we can't wait to get back to him. Rarebird books can be found online at rarebirdlit.com or on social media at rarebirdlit. This has been a Rarebird production. I don't want to wait for my to be over. I want to go right now.